Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the Ram Nintendo Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Jose. And today's episode is a special episode. In fact, it is our Wii U launch special. We have impressions of the hardware, of the software, of the games being separate from the software somehow in my head. We have all, <laughs> we have all that and, all, and a bunch of Wii U news and more. Is there like the software, the OS? Yeah, the OS. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, the OS. Yeah. So we have all that and more. And because this is a special uh episode of the Round Time Podcast, a special launch episode, we, one, went to, we didn't bother with our punny titles that we usually have, so sorry for anyone that really likes our puns, and two... Not that we didn't try, it was just Yeah, hard. it was just really hard, and we've been playing too much Wii U and our brains are fried. And two, um, we're switching up our usual format of news followed by impressions, we're going to kind of mix them all together into a grab bag of Wii U fun. So, yeah. Yep. So let's just jump in. Uh, the Wii U came out, it... But when this podcast goes live, it'll be a week that we've had the Wii U. So, uh, we actually picked up our Wii U's at midnight. But Nintendo... I don't know, it's been an interesting week for Nintendo in terms of, like, how the launch has been going. Um, I don't know, in, in our case, we stood in line for, what, six hours at Best Buy? Yeah. In the rain. Six. Although we were under a covering. And the funny thing is, I actually had a pre-order. <laughs> so, the next day I had to go to my local Best Buy, which wasn't doing the midnight launch, and return the pre-order. And coincidentally, when I was there some older couple that was getting it for their niece and nephew and they were like head over heels over the fact that I was returning mine they kept thanking me and asking me what I think of it and if it's worth it and what games to get and I felt like I did a good deed just by returning a pre-order what games did you recommend? Uh, well I told them if you get the deluxe they were going to get the basic and I said well you're getting deluxe that's because that's what I'm returning and that's mm. what they have so I would say good, Nintendo Land's included that's great and then Mario's really solid and if you want like another kid friendly game that's really multiplayer oriented there's a Sonic. Uh, so, yeah, Sonic All-Stars Racing, or Sonic and All-Stars Racing, or if you want something that has, them, have to have, has to have them think a little more, there's this puzzle game where you can draw whatever you want called Scribble Knots, and they seem pretty into Scribble Knots, actually, so, oh. so we'll see, but, uh, yeah, but it's just kind of crazy, like, when we were, okay, when we were in line, you went to this Best Buy for your Wii launch purchase, right, Yo. back in 06, they were like, for Wii, they were like, what, 50, 60 people, maybe, that sounds about right, right? There were 20 in front of us, and there were like 40, oh, were 30 lot. or 40 behind us. Oh, I don't know, there were a lot for the Wii one. I remember they had to send a lot of people back home. For yeah, how many? One. if you had to like guess, just judging on the line we had, was it like double what we had, triple what we had? Maybe 1.5 more? Because so I like, want to say double, just like... So, like half, so maybe like 80 or 90 people? Yeah, like, like half of what, half of the people there just added it on again. Yeah, so like 80 or 90. Yeah. No, that's not too bad. Because, yeah, um, I've been noticing, like, I've been kind of keeping Because it didn't on... have pre-orders at that right. point back then. Right, and I've been kind of keeping an eye on, like, just how it's doing in general. Uh, and it seems like Nintendo has said they're pushing out way more product for this launch than they did for the Wii launch. So it seems like that's working. Black Friday, I know there are a bunch available. Uh, we were at a Best Buy on Tuesday night, this past Tuesday, and they had a whole bunch of deluxe and a few oh basic. yeah that was crazy yeah like, but here's what's weird is the GameStop in that mall and the GameStop in a mall by my house didn't have any and that was the same day so I think Best Buy was using some of its uh, some of its stockpile yeah, for those, Black Friday and put them out all early. the stores in that, in that mall were out of the, were out except out of the Best, Black Control too yeah they had no Black uh, Pro Control so it's interesting and GameStop they actually started selling them again at GameStop.com and then stopped again and then started again and then stopped again so it's interesting like this seems like they have a much bigger inventory than they did for the Wii or the system's not getting nearly as much hype. I'm as pretty sure it is. Oh, and I was also able to get a nice black. Oh, you did get the black pro it's controller. It's so nice and comfy. Ooh, it is really comfy. Well, actually, that's a great segue. So now that we talked a little bit about um, just like the general vibe, which seems it was more tame than the Wii in terms of like frenzy, but there's more systems out there, so it could be selling just as well and really 
at the time of this recording, we have no idea how well it's selling, and we won't know until Intel puts out figures, probably right after the Thanksgiving weekend. But I'm holding a pro, your Pro Controller here, which is a good segue into the That's hardware awesome. impressions. Since so I'm why don't we start, we talked about the Wii U before on the podcast and what we think of it, so let's start with the Pro Controller, and then we'll go on to new impressions of the hardware. What do you think of the Pro Controller? So far, I don't know, I really like, just comparing it to the PS3, I guess, um... I really like the placement of the analog buttons. It's more, it just looks more Xbox 360-ish, yeah, like physical layout. No, yeah, I mean, it, honestly, like, the, um, shape is the silhouette is almost identical. Yeah, it's the exact same. Which is fine, because that's a comfy controller, yeah. too. But I actually is like that both analogs are up there, because, like, you're, there's some that are just fully extended and normally, just normally lay there. And on the PS3s, I mean, it's also, re- I also really like the PS3 controller, but the, since the analogs are placed further down, they're, I don't know, I mean, it's a minor thing, but it's just more... Ergonomically comfortable? It's definitely comfortable, yeah. Well, the 360 has more ergonomic controller than the PS3 to begin with. Yeah. And it's models after And I mean, as far as like whether it's better or not, that's all just preference. I mean, I never really played too many first-person shooters, so getting used to it took no time at all. But when I was playing Zombie with my brother, he the entire like it took him like almost half an hour to fully get used to it. He just honestly, he was, I'm still getting the buttons I mean, mixed like, up when playing Call of Duty on my gamepad. I mean, he honestly <laughs> didn't hate the controller. It was just getting used to it because yeah. you're used to something else. I mean. And as far as placement of the button goes, it's literally just a piece, an Xbox controller inverted. Yeah, they just switched the stick and the buttons, it looks like. Yeah. But moving on from the Pro Controller, one thing I think is interesting, actually, is it has a micro USB, or mini USB, micro USB charger. That's like, that's so charger. you plug it into, right, so you plug it into the Wii. But that's not how it syncs in. The PS3, you just plug it in and it syncs in. Right, but this, this one, one you have to use the sync button on the back. Which I thought was kind of weird, but... It is. But I find it interesting they use micro USB or mini USB, micro SB, I think I just made up a format. Micro <laughs> USB or mini USB for this controller, but for the gamepad, which we're about to get to, that has a proprietary plug. Like, for some reason, I understand the gamepad needs its own power brick because it's much more of a thing, like, much more of a power sucker than this Pro Controller. But it's interesting that they have totally different plugs. Yeah. Like, totally different. And speaking of the gamepad, so we have used it a few times now before we got the system, but, you know, once you have it in your home and you're using it regularly for and a week... Not, and it's not tethered. And it's not tethered, and it's truly wireless, and there's not a giant obnoxious cord hooking it to the demo unit... You really begin to realize, you know, you get more of a feel for the con- for the control and really begin to realize things you may not have noticed before. For example, one thing I noticed is that um, the gamepad screen is actually really good. It's definitely not HD. You can tell it's not HD. Like, if you look at your gamepad and you look at the TV, the quality does take a little dip. But the colors seem vibrant. Well, at least on compared to my TV, the colors do seem more vibrant. Maybe my- uh, probably because my only- TV's... Since, I'm, since I'm playing on a projector currently, it actually runs a lot smoother on the gamepad. Oh, no, no, don't get it wrong. It runs super smooth. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, mean, I just meant yeah. it's sub-HD, you could tell. No, yeah, I mean... But, with that said, it looks really good, especially with uh, New Super Mario Bros. U, where you're... When you have a, you know, when you have a game up on a wall or on a TV, however many feet away, or you have it in your hand, like, eight inches from your face, a foot from your face, two feet from your face, maybe. Yeah. It looks a lot... It looks really nice on the gamepad, on TV, you don't notice as much details. So... Even at the sub HD, sometimes I kind of prefer using the gamepad yeah, screen. Definitely. But um, in terms of the rest of the pad, uh, I fe- the touch screen. There's been some people that are complaining that it's not very responsive, but I've yet to run into that. Yeah, Zombie U seems to be the game they're complaining about the most. Which you have? Have you run into an issue because it's resistive? It's as far as non resistive, not capacitive, or as far as non responsiveness, never. Oh, it's because a lot of people are like showing videos where it's like, look, I press it and nothing happens because you know it's made more for a stylus than for a hand. But I've had no problem using my fingers with it. Yeah. I can type really fast on it in, like, Miiverse. 
Yeah, no, no problems whatsoever. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. I mean, yeah, we we've been lucky in that. I mean, regard. also like, I mean, some people just tap the screen differently than others. Other people like maybe tap with the top of their finger. Yeah, the tip. Other people with like the whole surface. That's true. So it really depends on with these kind of touch screens. Like they're built more for precision. I feel that's why you use the stylus more. Than yeah. The other ones, because I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So. I agree, but um, one thing I don't like. Well, why don't you, can I grab your gamepad here? I suppose. I just want to look at it while I talk. So you use the charging cradle, but you don't plug it into the charging cradle. That's because we were playing. Oh, good point. I'm going to play it for a minute. Okay, so I'm holding it right now. And first of all, this thing's ridiculously ergonomic. Like, it is so comfortable. I actually thought playing, like, more traditional games like Call of Duty on here would feel really cumbersome and awkward. Not at all. It feels no different than holding a normal pad, in my opinion. The only difference is, as you mentioned with the Pro Controller, the buttons don't match PS3 and 360, which makes sense. Nintendo's always put A to the right, B at the bottom, etc. But, and a lot of reviewers are complaining about this, that that's, the buttons that, are, that's quote, so, backwards. That sounds silly. It is. Cause Very just, silly. It is. I mean, it, it, I agree. <laughs> it's it basically, Nintendo's done that on all their systems all the way back to Super Nintendo. So, really, if developers want to have their old button layout in their games like Call of Duty or whatever, just map what's usually A to B. Like, it's not that complicated. I don't know why people are complaining so much. But um, beyond that, I don't know. I just really like this thing. It's really comfy. And also the TV button. The TV. Did you sync yours to your yeah. TV? So it handy. Nothing, it's but, so yeah. handy. If like, what do you mean it does nothing? Well, because my TV doesn't do any. Like, it's just a monitor right now. Right. So. No, but I, I just have it for my TV because my cable is powered by a different box. Oh. But why? And also, I'm like, using the projector the right now, so I don't. Right. But I mean, my, no, it is cool though. That it was so easy and. Well, no, to it's like it's like mind-blowingly cool. I know that sounds like hyperbole, but trust me on this. Like, you'll be, I'll be playing a game, and the cutscene will come on, and it's really loud or whatever. And I'll just hit TV, lower the volume on the gamepad, and go back to the game without having to like, find the other remote or pull it out. It sounds like such like a, oh, the trouble is with having a second remote sitting next to you. But really, it's so handy. That's so true. handy. I never know where to put this TV remote on my desk. It's just awkwardly there. <laughs> well, I mean, my, like, my, my TV's far enough away from my couch that I'd have to get up and go get it. This sounds like such like a first world problem. I'd go get my TV remote, man. <laughs> but no, it, it's really... Handy. It's it's actually a very genius feature. It's gonna be weird, like playing systems that just don't. Just plug the the charger into yeah, the cradle. That's what I'm doing. It's gonna be weird having systems that don't have yeah. that feature in the future. It, it basically turns into one of those things you don't you didn't know you wanted these features. It's like of. a microwave. If you don't have one, you can cook stuff in the oven just fine. But as soon as you have one, going back to only having an oven is like insane yeah. idea. No one would do it. Or smartphones. Like you don't smart need, you don't need internet wherever you go. Uh-huh, but once, but you, once have you have it, it, you can't live without it. Trust me. Well, I've yet to experience that. But. It's yeah, you can't live without. But my one complaint with the gamepad, since we're on the topic of gamepad, is its battery life is pretty abysmal. Three hours. Now the likelihood you're gonna sit and play a game for three hours straight is kind of slim. But if you're not, you know, if you're like using the web browser or tinkering around with Miiverse while watching TV or whatever, if you just have it in your lap, three hours later it's dead. So mm. it's three to five hours technically, but I've noticed it's closer to three. The lights come on. Even after like two and some like two and a half, two and forty-five. At least the batteries are replaceable, so that's a good batteries thing. are replaceable, and it is convenient because the, so the lux comes with the charging cradle. So they could potentially sell like a really long-lasting battery or something. Yeah, in the future they could come out with a better battery, but it's just kind of like in the meantime, if people were complaining about the 3DS battery being bad on the original unit, this is worse. I mean, granted, you're in the same house all the time, but but yeah. you know, if you're playing in a different room, it's a lot harder. To, you know, you have to be like, oh, do I either go yeah, I plug mean, it in? I mean, the good or... thing is that you can also plug it in and play. That's true. So You could do it with anything, really. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so, that's I mean, nice. I mean, I feel, I guess, I feel there was only a bigger issue with the 3DS because you might not always be at home because it's right. a portable console. That is true. This, that is you true. are at home. You should 
have access to to electricity. That is true. That is true. I will say though, uh, speaking of playing in other rooms, I can't do that for some reason. I think my walls are too thick or something. Nintendo says you could go up twenty five feet, I believe. I cannot leave the room. If I go in any hallway around the room, it just like cuts off. So that kind of sucks. I was planning to play it in different rooms. Uh, and... Well, I mean, maybe houses in Japan are built differently. Well, they're different well no, hard, I mean, people but... were like, media was testing it in like New York City and had no problem, but no. I can't do it in my house. Whatever. Um, two interesting bits about the hardware, and then I think we can move on to the software. Uh, number one, I know we poked fun at this last week, but now that I've held it in our, you know, episode 29, but now that I've held it in my hands, I can safely say the smooth discs are really cool. Yeah, you don't... They're like, it's like they have a plastic coating around the rim. It's hard to describe, but they're very smooth. Yeah, and rounded. Yeah, it's it's really, it's like soft to the touch. Like when you hold a, any other kind of disc, it's like, oh, you're hurting me. Yeah, it's me. like, you're hurting me. That's another <laughs> one of those things, like, a disc never hurt me, but now that I have the smooth weed. It's like, whoa, you're really nice to hold. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Goodbye, exactly. I'll see you later. <laughs> Why well, you say goodbye to your disc, you put it in the box. Or in, Bye, the, or, Mario. Or in the console. I'll, I'll see you later. No, not really. You'll I'll see, see it in 10 seconds on the screen. Well, I'm not going to see the disc. Oh, I see true. a virtual you see the, what the disc of the hold. disc. You see what yeah. the disc hold. Yeah. The second thing I was going to say that's the really big surprise is Wii games are upscaled to 1080p, kind of. So you don't need a converter if you're those people. Well, what, what, it, what it means, really, is it does pay. Remember last week I was saying I don't understand why anyone would bother transferring if they're planning to keep the Wii like I wasn't going to? Like, transferring to the Wii U, yeah. all their stuff. Now it makes a bit more sense, because when you toss in, like, Mario Galaxy, it's the native resolution, but it, the picture put out by the Wii U is 1080p. So it's slightly crisper, slightly more detail. Hmm. It's kind of cool. It's it's not Dolphin emulator level, which is, you know, that fan-made yeah. full HD thing that you run off a computer, but um, program, I think, is what I'm looking for, not thing. But it's still, it's, a, it's kind of a neat surprise. The other guys don't do that, I don't believe. I believe when the others well, I when PS3 <laughs> when PS3 had backwards compatibility, I don't think it upscaled. At all. Unless you're buying one of those. HD I think it versions. let your yeah. I think it let your TV do the upscaling, which would not be as good as the console doing it. But um, so that's pretty much hardware. I mean, we're kind of being going light on hardware since we've talked about it before. We've played with it before. The stuff we haven't played with though, that's super cool and arguably the killer app of this system, is all the Nintendo Network features. That's Miiverse, Friends List, eShop. All of that's just such a tightly knit, well done setup. I just kind of like, I don't know, I was kind of blown away by it, to be honest, when I first set it up. So, um. And it's a good thing, um, it has improved a lot over the past couple of days. Oh, yeah, well, like, they ironed out their servers and whatnot. Yeah, so yeah. loading times aren't as bad, and going between, like, just my messages and friends list doesn't take five minutes. Yeah, it yeah, that was bad. Yeah, seconds, when, because so. me, well, well, Meverse is, which is really clever, is it's. Literally a web page in a custom browser. It's like Twitter and Facebook had a big... Well, no, no, no. But I'm saying like the Miiverse physically. Oh, yeah. When you open Miiverse on your Wii U, it's a web page in a custom browser. So that, so when the servers were getting hammered on Sunday and Monday when, you know, they were first rolling it up, having everyone roll out their users' profiles and whatnot, it, uh, was getting, it was really, really slow. But now it's really fast as they added server capacity and whatnot. And it can actually change things at any time on server side. So they can add new features without even a firmware update, which is neat. But anyway, uh, yeah, Miiverse in a nutshell, you said it best. It's Facebook and Twitter combined with, like, Xbox Live or PSN. Yeah. It has direct messages of Xbox and PSN. It has, uh, you know, an online... It has a friend... Well, the system has a friends list, which is separate from Miiverse. And it's, like, PictoChat fully realized. Yeah, yeah. The thing, the cool thing about Miiverse is it's, like... It's like, you know what it's like? It's Twitter... Xbox Live and GameFAQs rolled into one. And you realize Nintendo fans are really good artists. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool because basically 
how it works is you can post at any time. You can pause the system, jump into Miiverse, and post a drawing, text, uh, screenshot, and just, you know, put it out there. And people can yeah it, which is like it. They can respond to it. They can do that sort of thing. We've talked about it before. But it just works so seamlessly. Like, it's perfect. If you want to add a screenshot, you just, you know, hit home in the middle of the game. Go to the Miiverse. It will open the Miiverse in the correct uh, community. Each game has a community. Each, each app, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, they each have a community. And you'll know that's a, you're playing this game. You go to that community, and you can just post right to it, add a screenshot with a button press. You can draw. You can write. Yeah. It's very cool. And some games, we'll get to them when we talk about them individually, but the ways that it plugs into Nintendo Land and Mario directly is actually even cooler because it'll tag... Um, the Tractioners minigame that you're playing in Nintendo Land on your post. It'll tag the level of Mario you're in. So all that will be there in the data. So you don't even need to be like, I'm playing this level and I think this. It'll just say, this level. And if you click the level, I don't know, have you tried pressing the level on your gamepad? It will open every post from that level only. Oh, no, I haven't. Yeah, it, the tags are uh, interactive. So you can view an, only that level. You can view only that around. attraction. You can view only that whatever. So it's, it's very cool. And also, they have popular and recent. And good thing they have popular, because recent goes fast. Your post will be buried in like five in like five seconds. Yeah. Although, I ha- I will say that the, the community that's already there, you would think it's going to be a lot of inappropriate drawings, a lot of cursing, and you'd see message after message after message after me- message of Nintendo removed this post, Nintendo removed this post. But surprisingly, everyone's pretty, probably because it's all the you know early adopters who are really into the experience and not so much about trolling. But it's really, like, pleasant. Everyone's yeah. just excited and happy, and you get, like, yeahs on your posts within a couple seconds of posting them. Yeah, and you do get notifications for those, which is nice. The uh, Miiverse icon starts, like, pulsating in the, uh, like, as little rings come out of it. I really wish it actually told you you got one message or stuff like that. Opposed to just flashing. Yeah, because yeah, it, cause you won't Because you won't know it's flashing unless you actually go to the menu button. If you're just playing a game, you will never know you received a message. Although, message. that's not entirely... That's true, actually. Yeah. You're right. I will say that, yeah. That's the only thing. And also, if you know it's the same thing home... with like a friend is online, you have to click the home button to actually know that a friend actually. Yeah, it'll drop down the second. I mean, you, you still get home. the blue glowing orb, but that could be anything because there's so many things. Well, the blue glowing be... orb means two things. If it glows repeatedly, it could be a phone. If it glows for a while and flashes for a while, it's a phone. It's a Wii U chat, video chat. If it flashes once or twice very quickly, it's a friend coming online. Okay. And... That's it. That's the only two functions I realized. There's like no one for message or. I don't think so. Actually, you know what? There might be because once you sent me a message. And it flashed, or it flashed an item Miiverse notification, but you were online already. So it might do, it might be two pulses for a friend, one pulse for flash. I don't know. And then half the time you're not even looking at the gamepad, you're looking at the TV. Yeah. So it's like, you don't even see the blue light. Which, by the way, that's my, um, one possible complaint with the setup is, with the hardware and the OS, is sometimes the two screens are a bit redundant on the OS level. For example, um... The on the settings menu, which by the way has all these clever icons so you can jump around the settings very quickly, the top screen basically says, use the gamepad to access your settings. And then when you press like a setting, it's like, this setting lets you do blah, blah, blah. Which, yes, that's helpful, but it also shows it on the gamepad. Like, it's, it's not even like additional information. It's like, you click internet and it's on the TV. It'll be like, use this setting to set your network. And on the gamepad, it'll list, set, your, like, set up network, check network, check MAC address. So obviously you could figure it out. I guess I just didn't know what to do with the two screens. It's super minor. Or, like, actually, Miiverse is another good one in that uh, both screens show the exact same thing. Yeah. Although, if you hit X on the Miiverse, uh, the TV screen's replaced with just little icons of uh, people talking. So, if you don't want to, like, broadcast what you're posting to the world. Yeah. Although, one neat thing about Miiverse, now I think about it, is did you notice if you type a message in Miiverse, the TV will show, like, enter your message here, but when you type it, it's only appearing 
on the gamepad. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. when you want, when you hit send, it asks you to confirm or not hit send. When you yeah, when you hit OK and it asks you to confirm your message, it will then show it on TV for proofreading. So that's kind of, that's kind of a clever use. But but yeah, me first. I think you described best. It really is Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live all it's rolled fun. together. And I, you actually, com- you comment a lot more than you normally would. Because I mean, yeah, because I mean, it Twitter, prompts you. Yeah, because I mean, not only that, but on Twitter or anything like that, um, you would you just tweet like, "Oh, I got the game. It's fun," and that's the end of. The yeah, you just give a game. quick impression. Like, but this one, to. like, you 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 feel more. You feel more obligated to yeah, tweet obligated like, "Man, this level has a hard obstacle." And you really want to also, and so you do it a lot more often. You actually do get. Yeah, it's because, and this was Nintendo, it's more appropriate too. This know. is what Nintendo's whole pitch was: is that it's a community by gamers, or it's a community for gamers who are passionate about the games. Like on Twitter, you have people that aren't as into games as you, so you're not going to bombard them with, "Man, the mines in Nintendo Land's Captain Falcon attraction really, you know, get in the way of my progress." <laughs> really blew me away. Really blew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you would on Meverse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say also one neat thing about Meverse that actually is actually very, very interesting is so when you first, first boot up the system, there's the Wara Wara Plaza, which shows some of the trending games being played at the moment and comments. It's a mix of popular comments and comments that Nintendo picks based on various criteria, like if they want to highlight a specific boss or level or something. But they're not really filtering them. Like on PS, on PlayStation and Xbox, when you boot up the system, you basically get your content and ads to go get additional content, right? Yeah. Especially on Xbox with the dashboard, where there's like a big ad, like "Get the Walking Dead season, you know, episode two game" or from Telltale or whatever. With Meverse, you're almost getting the opposite. I've noticed like comments on Zombie U that pop up automatically without me touching them, you know, on the home screen of my game console, saying IGN's review wasn't so great. Is it really worth? Is it still worth picking up? Oh yeah. Like that's yeah. weird to see on a system when you first turn it on. Like it's a very honest yeah, system. I, I keep, it's an it's very refreshing. Yeah, I, I still keep feeling like I don't know why. Like on Mario, like oh, I'm still on the fence about this game. Should I get it? Yeah. I mean, like, I, well, I mean, or like Call of Duty. Just cool, like, I mean, just to that conversation, I just put it's interesting. I feel like for a Mario game, you should never really be on the fence about it. So no, you get you it. Buy it. Either you buy it or you well, don't yeah. want it at all. Although we'll be talking plenty about Mario a little later. But um, yeah, it strikes me as just like like Call of Duty. There's some. There's one that's like. I can't remember what was. Oh, why don't mics work? With, why don't real headsets work with this? By the way, they do. We'll get to that as well. I've tried it. They do. Uh, but it's just like, that's weird that that's literally a negative comment about the game. And it's on my home screen. Nintendo's laying it be out there. Like, it's very um, yeah, there crowdsourced. There's also a picture of someone drew like a PC controller with an X across it. Or an Xbox controller with an X across it and the game pattern. And it was X circle. Well, that's a little different. That's pro Nintendo, of course. Nintendo oh, yeah, but okay. yeah, like they're, it's very cool how open it is. One thing that's not quite as cool, though. Oh, and also, one more thing about Meverse I completely forgot. Have you gone to the smaller communities, like Funky Barn? People, the game Funky Barn, oh, it's a game. No. People go to those communities, they don't have the game, because when you post on Meverse, it'll tell people... I've if gone you to have... games I don't have. Right, but... yeah, but it'll tell people if you have a game, or if you, you're welcome to post on anything, right? And there'll be a little check mark if you have the game, like a little check in a box. If you don't have the game, you can still post. So people are going to the boards where there aren't many people posting, because no one has the game, like Funky Barn from 505 Games, which is some mini game collection of some sort and they're just posting like random funny things like they're kind of trolling it a little but it's like really funny and they're not doing it maliciously they're just like you know having some fun so if you're if anyone listening really has a wii u and gets bored go to funky barn go to those smaller (laughs) communities netflix was like that at first but now obviously it's grown as more people have started using the app but yeah go to these little communities and just like look around there's some funny stuff it's very entertaining. There's a lot yeah, of my body is ready. There's a lot drawings. of hilarious pictures that I've seen. Yeah, there's some, some really good artists on there. Yeah. It makes me realize that my text only ones are boring. Oh. Um, but yeah, so that's Meverse itself. And if you want to friend or follow me, 
or Jose on Meverse. You can find me, uh, Jason R., and you can find Jose at his usual Wero, W-E-I-R-O underscore O. So feel free to friend us, follow us. We'd love to get to know some of you guys a little better and follow you on Meverse as well. And actually, at least my next point. I'm Jason R. I'm not JSR. I said last week, I'm going at midnight so I could get JSR, and Nintendo, for some bizarre reason, won't let Nintendo Network IDs be less than six characters. I can have my screen name be JSR. Like, in Meverse, my me is JSR. But when I'm playing Call of Duty online, when you're looking at my Nintendo Network ID, when you're friending me, or following me, you have to search me by Jason R, which is fine, but it's a little strange that they wouldn't allow three characters. Doesn't sound that bad. No, it's just, I don't get why they wouldn't allow three characters. It's just funny, that's the whole reason I got it at midnight, opposed to 10am the next morning where I pre-ordered it, because I wanted JSR, and they wouldn't let me use it. So, go figure. But, um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, that reminds me, friending is another interesting conundrum on, uh, Meverse. So there's a friends list, and you can send a friend request through a a friend request through a friends list. However, the only way the other person will friend you is if they independently also use the friend request feature on the friend list. So it's like friend codes, we have to manually swap them. But, if you go to Meverse, and you do a user search, and you find the person there, you can send them a legit friend request that they will then send them a Meverse message saying you have a friend request. Like, if you do it through the friends list, it doesn't go anywhere. So people could be, like, friending or following you, and you'll have no clue. Well, friending, not following. But if you do it through Meverse, you get a friend or a follow, and you know instantly. So it's kind of weird that they have two avenues of doing it, and one is just like a dead end. Hmm. You would think they'd unify those. It seems like it's like... I didn't know that. Yeah, so basically you have to do it through Meverse. So be wary of that, all you Wii U owners. I'm I'm assuming that's something that will get fixed, because that sounds like a big deal. Yeah, it is kind of a big deal. An equally big deal is that currently each Nintendo Network ID is tied to the console it's created on. Meaning... That if you want to log in to a separate system using your Nintendo Network ID, even though when you create it, there's an option that says use existing ID, you really can't. The ID you make only works on the system you use, which means any purchase you make currently in the eShop only will play on that system. Which Nintendo said before, but presumably you'd be able to transfer everything over if your system breaks. But now they're saying you can't, at least for the time being. Ideally, when Nintendo rolls out smartphone and PC support, for Meverse, I'm imagining once they allow you to log in to your Nintendo Network ID on those setups, they'll then let you log in on other systems in a firmware update, or at least allow some sort of hard transfer by Nintendo customer support. You know, like if you send in the system or whatever. Yeah. Like the Wii, which they could do with the Wii. But right now, you can't even do that, supposedly. So, well, yeah. kind of a problem. Good thing you didn't... Good thing last time when you were joking that you are going to take JSR, you didn't take... J, well, you couldn't, because you need six characters. But good thing you didn't steal my name, because it'd be stuck on your system forever. No, or no. until the firmware update. I mean, I could delete one. it. I'm pretty sure I can. No. You can remove it from your system, but I can't log into it on a different system. Oh, well, that's fine. You literally can't. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, it's a non-issue for that us That is personally. why my brother didn't end up creating his account. Because right, because he, he didn't want Because he plans stuck. on getting a Wii U eventually. Yeah. So, yeah. And he doesn't want it stuck. And also, you know, if someone gets a basic because there's shortages right now and they want to upgrade to a deluxe down the road, until this, until they figure out, sort out this whole weird ID information uh, situation... You're stuck on your basic. If you buy a basic and then say, oh, I want to get, I don't know why you necessarily would get a deluxe, you just get a hard drive. But I've heard stories of some people swapping them already. You have to create a new Nintendo Network ID. Wow. Which is kind of silly. Um, but, yeah, the other interesting issue that popped up for Nintendo is that uh, someone from the NeoGAF forum broke into a debug menu unintentionally of the Miiverse. Was it you? No, it wasn't me. It was some other random guy. But he was just using the Meverse, and this was on day one, on Sunday, last Sunday. And it literally just... 
hiccuped or something, and he was in a debug menu as an admin, and there were listings for unannounced games, including Metal Gear Solid and Yoshi's Land Wii U. Nintendo immediately patched it, and it put out a statement saying it, saying it was a mock-up menu. He had no real admin privileges, and, you know, everything's fine. But why would a mock-up, even if it was a mock-up, have Yoshi's Land Wii U and Metal Gear Solid? Just Metal s- Gear wasn't, like, a game name. It was, like, a category. So I can understand that just being thrown in. Like, let's just put some games in. But to make up a name of Yoshi's Land, not Yoshi Island, not Yoshi Story, Yoshi's Land, well, something's coming. Something I've learned recently was that apparently it seems like Metal Gear is always, like, it's always planned for, as a launch game, where they always plan to come out on certain consoles that almost never come out. Like, I remember it was planned for the Engage. The, oh, the Engage? Yeah. The Nokia Engage? And then it was planned for the Tiger.com or the Tiger.com. And they just never released something. Yeah, like, Metal Gear always keeps popping out on those. Alright, so we may or may not see a Metal Gear, but I really want to know about Yoshi's Land. I'm guessing we'll find out at E3. Although, that, Reggie and... That would look amazing. Reggie and... they keep a, the same art Oh, that'd be so great. I bet you'd be an eShop title, actually, if it was a 2D platformer. Eshop exclusive, oh. but um, Reggie actually made an interesting comment in which he was saying that there might be some surprises between now and the end of the launch window, which I believe is March thirty first. So that means who knows? Maybe we'll get Yoshi's Land as some download in like February or something. When are we getting the New Super Mario Bros. U DLC? They they said it's, it's going to be a while. They just said that they have the ability to do it. Oh, who knows it. when it'll actually be? Yeah, well, like it's on the back of the box essentially. That's as far as they got. Or no, it's not even on the back of the box. It just says Miiverse on the back, doesn't it? Are they ever going to put more information in the back of the box? I don't know. Yeah, it's missing, it's missing like the resolution and the file save size and the number of players. And the Japanese one has all that. I don't get why. This is for all Wii U games. I don't no, get why yeah. in the U.S. they didn't do it at all. Uh, it's weird, considering the competition does that. It's, it is very weird. Yeah, because like, people want need to know how many players it supports. I mean, they do say if it has like four, if it needs four Wiimotes or two Wiimotes, but they don't say... Yeah, actually, like five player game. It actually does say whether it needs um a Wii Motion Plus or not. Yeah, I told so. you you could have both. Oh yeah, I told but you that last time. I, I figured I must, might as well still phase them out. Yeah. Well, anyway, since we mentioned eShop, I guess now's a good time to segue from Nintendo Network and Miiverse to the eShop, which is really well done on Wii U. It's very iTunes and Steam-esque in how it looks. It kind of, well, I don't know. Just the fact that you could only use it on the gamepad, but you can't use it on the TV. Well, it's more like you can only actually physically browse on the gamepad. It still displays everything on the TV. It does? Yeah. Oh, Did you never look up at the TV when you were using it? Well, I don't know. I guess not. Because whenever... Um, I have, usually have the the monitor projector off when I'm on the gamepad. Oh, yeah. It's on both. But it says on the gamepad when I go to the eShop that you can only make purchases or stuff on the... Yeah, but you can still see it on the TV. It's oh. not like it's just a big giant logo or something. <laughs> Although, I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. But, um... The, the, the big surprise was the eShop has almost every single, if not at this point, every single... No, it's missing Call of Duty. It has almost every single third-party Wii U game on there for download. And some are discounted. Tekken's $5 off. You mentioned that Sonic, both retail and digital, is, what, 40 yeah. You mentioned that before we recorded, I should I don't know what bargain price. If I did, I probably still wouldn't have gotten it, but... Oh, well, you could still buy it at any time. Maybe, maybe it was $10 less. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but one thing that wasn't on there, which I actually said last episode would be there, because that's what Ubisoft said, was uh, there's no Rayman demo. I don't know what happened. There's also no Zombie U demo, which is supposed to be coming pretty soon. The ones we were supposed to have on launch? Yeah. At least Rayman. That's supposed to be their day one, and now it's not. I am guess I heard somewhere, I don't remember where, that maybe Dece- sometime in December is when they were going to launch demos, so I guess we'll get them then. But a little strange that they would advertise it as being their day one, and then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Nintendo must have... 
miscommunicated with Ubi or something. But um, on upside, though, it turns out uh, third-party games, regardless of if they have Club Nintendo codes in your retail packaging, you do get points for. So you get 70 points per game that you download versus buy. Wait, how many would you get? I think it's 70, maybe. You get 60 for the game. Like well, you get 60 for the game, and then you oh, get 10 you're... for the early red, or for the post-early... Yeah, you're counting you know. that. Yeah. yeah, so you can get up to 70. So you can rack up uh, Club Nintendo points really fast, which is good because the gold nunchuck controller is back on there really soon. So, Why is that thing sold out so fast? I'm not. They said it was limited quantities. I actually, I actually got one. I'm kind of annoyed they're bringing it back already because they're supposed to be limited, and now they're doing it again. Oh. I want my exclusive controller I'll never use. I want my and now other people. Yeah, when did you order that? A long time ago. They said they were supposed to ship out in November, but... It's had... still November. Yeah. For another while. But it says back order, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I guess give it time. But um, on the flip side... Or not on the flip side of that, but going looking into the future of eShop a bit, turns out Nintendo finally got it right with how to treat indie devs. There's an interview by the team that did... Um, Trying to director's cut the guys over at uh, Fro- Frozen Bit Frozen Bite I can read Frozen Bite Games. Um, yeah, their marketing manager, a guy named uh, Mikhail Haveri, he was talking with IGN and was saying that they're actually treating all games on the eShop more like how Valve does Steam or how Apple does the App Store, where developers can now set their own price. They can now they put able to how it used to be is Nintendo would dictate a price and they would determine what if ever went on, you know, what went on sale if they ever did, Man. that sort of thing. But now Nintendo's saying that, you know, developers do what you want. And they also allow you to patch games more than once without paying a fee. Believe it or not, if you put out DLC or patch a game on uh, PSN or Xbox 360, Xbox Live Arcade, I guess, you have to pay Microsoft or Sony for the privilege of pushing out a second fix or a I mean, DLC beyond the first wave. I feel like it kind of makes sense. Because they're hosting it on their servers. Yeah, because it's like, oh, you gave us an unfinished product and now you want us to well, fix well, it. Well, not right? necessarily. Well, if I it's mean, DLC, that's different. Well, well I mean, not, you mean a patch, right? Like, to fix patch a bug or, or something. Yeah, because yeah, I mean... But see, all, this, all those companies have their own quality assurance teams. Like all the, you know, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo that check these games before they go live. So yeah. it's partly Microsoft and Sony's fault for not catching it in the first place. Yeah. So it's kind of weird that they would charge these, and you know, these tiny developers for the ability to fix a game to better the experience for their users. I wonder if that's why um, Capcom released a lot of versions of the same game and as they, discs. As discs, because I don't think it's a huge fee. Because that's the cost. I think it only because I mean they patched Street Fighter Four so many times. My guess, honestly, is that it's not that huge of a cost for a big company like Capcom, but for indie devs, who, oh, you know, they yeah. go like hundred dollars. Like a hundred dollars can make or break something. Maybe not hundred, a couple thousand. Then, <laughs> pretty big then that will. Well, my point. Well, you know. Oh, yeah. But my point being that will screw them over a lot more. So it's nice that Nintendo's saying, "Hey, do what you want." Well, you know, <laughs> we're basically behind you. Whatever you do, feel free to put it on sale. Feel free to sell it for whatever. They have guidelines apparently for what they should sell it for, but they're allowed. There's flexibility allowed, which is total opposite of 3DS, DSiWare, WiiWare, all that Nintendo. Basically, they told the developer the release date. They told the developer the price. They told the developer if they would be able to release a patch, and only in critical situations. So this is the exact opposite. Now a developer gets to really yeah, I hope you get a lot of those really cool indie games then, or any yeah. future, like, any Team Meat game, for that matter, since Nintendo the gu- couldn't the- provide for the last two ones. Like, Super Meeple couldn't make it on the Wii, and Finding Advisor couldn't make it yeah. on the 3DS. The developer of Braid actually was saying he could see it coming to the eShop. He said it in Twitter. He didn't say it would happen. He just said he's open to the idea. So, mm. But, um, yeah, one other thing they can do is 
they can actually edit game information after it comes out. So they don't like have to go through a whole process with Nintendo. So they can upload videos later on. They can change the game description to respond to fan like issues. It's a lot like how uh, the App Store works, where the descriptions can basically change on the fly. Well, you know, once again, giving them the ability to do what they want, making it more attractive to them as a service, since they're free to control their own product. Yeah. So that's cool in the sense that Nintendo's finally getting their act together. It only took them two generations of download services, but they finally got it. So um, actually, did you know the original? Xbox Live Arcade people are the ones that designed the Wii U eShop. But how, why are they working for Nintendo now? I don't know. They're probably some freelancers or something. Oh. But still, it's, it, Nintendo's like really, you know, taking, plucking the best from each series. They got the guys designed Xbox Live Arcade with the cert, with the terms and methods of Steam and apps and the App Store. Like, they're really... The web browsing people from... Flipnote? Oh, Haten, uh, yeah, Hatena and Miiverse. They're the guys that powered the Flipnote. Um, oh, Flipnote. The Flipnote backend. Yeah. So yeah, Nintendo finally is learning. Uh, one thing they didn't quite learn, however, is that you really have all your content there day one. Nintendo TV, literally the day we posted our last podcast where we were talking about how it would be in a day one update, was then delayed uh, to sometime next month. Mm-hmm. So all the curated like mashup of Hulu Plus, Amazon Instant Video, Netflix, and your DVR won't be there. Each individual app is now there. They weren't there... I think Netflix was day one. Yeah, Netflix was day one. And then Hulu and YouTube and Amazon were out within like four days of the launch. Yeah. They all, yesterday. They were, all, they were all out by, yeah, they were all out As by Out of the day of the recording. Oh, no, they were all out by Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, well, have you used the Netflix app? I mean, it is a pretty key I've feature of the system lot. now. How's the interface? Is it good? It's really smooth. I don't, smooth as in like, it's really easy to find what you need really fast. Typing and everything. It's, I mean, the touchscreen is really, really big compared yeah. to the 3DS, so... I've used it more for Netflix. Well, I'm, it's all I'm going to use for Netflix now. Right, so do you tend to watch more on TV or on the gamepad? Or is it really situation-dependent? It's very situational. If I'm going to watch a movie... What's on the other screen? Like, so if you're watching Oh, on just the TV, a description of the movie and, uh, the, and the timer. Just like... The, okay. That's how Amazon Instant Video yeah, is. The only thing that it doesn't do right now is um, it has a next episode button. Oh, well. Which is... So you have to go back to the episode list? Yeah. Yeah. Like, manually, but it's not that big of a deal. But right. it's really cool. I really love Netflix on it. Yeah, I, uh, I, my dad actually has an Amazon Prime account that I mooch off of, so I have all the Amazon Prime free movies and TV shows. So I've been trying that out with uh, the Instant Video, Amazon Instant Video app when it came out, I guess, Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it, um, it's actually really, really nice. It's probably a lot like Netflix in the sense that, you know, you can switch, or it is a lot like Netflix. You can switch between the two screens. You can um, scrabble on one screen while it's on the other. It's a very nice app. It runs pretty smoothly. It's kind of slow at times, but it's certainly better than the YouTube app, which I'll get to in a sec. I don't know if you've tried that, but it's awful. I haven't been able to fully try it. I've only... Because I've only awful. had the gamepad on when I tried it. And it doesn't and, even work with the gamepad. Well, no, because it only says, like, featured video and it's some basketball videos and I can't do anything. Yeah, it doesn't work with the gamepad. I'll, I'll walk through it in a sec since I have played with it to uh. see why it was so bad. People hate it. But, um, no, Amazon's really cool, and it's, uh, if I, if I feel like the, my dad's Amazon Prime's put to use, because he, like, never buys anything from Amazon, which kind of defeats the purpose of having a Prime account. But, yeah, now he's, like, asking me, oh, how do I, like, watch my, because he, like, watches Star Trek or something off Amazon. He's like, how do I watch it on your Wii? I'm like, oh, great. Now no, I'm going to play the Wii. He's going to be watching it on there. But, and it is HD, which looks really nice. So, yeah. and it streams pretty much instantly. There's very little, uh, waiting to get a video going. Yeah, it's definitely better than when I use it on my computer. Yeah, it's 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 nice. It's nice that Nintendo finally is like 
double not just as a console but as like an entertainment center like it's like a set top box mm-hmm. for but does it have dvd player well yeah but it's like a set top box for all your like you know internet streaming because yeah. before it's like oh i have to go find like a roku or something that has all this stuff but now it's all on the system i already bought anyway but youtube we're gonna talk about youtube <laughs> um i think they just ported the ps3 and 360 youtube those are pretty good, though. I mean, at least the PS3 one, I like the PS3. Well, it goes like this. So the gamepad shows the logo for YouTube and the description of the video you're looking at on the TV, like as you cycle through menus, which is the lean-back experience. So lots of big, very big screen, or very big thumbnails, description panel things. Looks very almost Windows 8-esque. But if you want to cycle between options, you have to, um, you can overlay it on the video you're watching, but it's like, uh, it's almost like the cross-media bar on PS3. Like, you know, on the, you can go up and down, left and right. Yeah. Like, you pick categories by going up and down, and you go within, left and right. But none of that is reflected on the gamepad. You can't use a touchscreen. All the icons for the different settings, if you, like, are very small, so you really just have to keep scrolling to find subscriptions versus this channel versus watch list versus that. I don't know. It just feels very clunky. And it doesn't, you can't even stream to the gamepad. They literally just pour it over the other lean back stuff, and you're like, eh, well, good enough. So that's, that's kind of lame especially when uh, the web browser does youtube so well you can for example with the we we built-in browser you can have your video going on the tv and then open a new tab on the gamepad and keep doing whatever with the video streaming on the tv mm-hmm. yeah you can have up to six tabs in the browser it turns out for the wii u so you can literally multitask if you're within those six tabs so you can have a video going and be reading a forum or reading twitter or whatever Cool. So it kind of makes the app, the YouTube app, a bit pointless since it can't do any of that. Can't even play on the gamepad. So I'm hoping. I mean, Google made it. They probably just ported it over quickly at Nintendo's request. But I'm hoping down the road they update it with ga- at least gamepad viewing because it kind of defeats. Like you couldn't even watch anything with it. Nope. <laughs> so it kind of defeats the, the purpose. Well, maybe the buttons were working, but since I only had a view of the yeah, gamepad, yeah, you couldn't even see what you were doing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, although, and also, it's, man, it's it's really a pain. Like, if you want to, like, scrabble it or switch the quality or whatever, which is on the little player buttons on the video, you have to, like, do all these crazy button combos just to open that, and then you have to, like, use the sticks to, like, move it around. It's it's just not intuitive at all. It's a hassle. So, uh, yay Amazon, yay Netflix, boo YouTube. And I guess neither of us have Hulu Plus, so can't really comment on that. I watched a video of the interface. It's touchscreen friendly, at least. But, yeah. Um, those are videos. Speaking of apps, Wii U Chat. How much have you played around with Wii U Chat? I've, I tried calling you, you many tried times calling when me. you weren't there to see if I could. Yeah, what happens? How does that work? Um, you just open it. It just shows you all the friends that you. Well, have I know, but when, when you call me, I mean. Oh, that's that it. Work? It just it just says it, it, it just is calling Jason with some pretty cheery music. But you do realize it's gray when I'm not online, right? No, I know. Well, that's like when you're online. And, and even wait, you the, tried calling me when I was online and I never answered. You well, sure I was online because I didn't get a notification. No, oh, yeah, you, you, you were online. You told me, you, you sent me a text saying, um, I can't answer right now, something about your TV. Oh, no, 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 I thought you meant after that, never mind. Oh, because well, I got I mean, a Miiverse from you like three days later. So. Well, I mean, we did also try calling you today, not so you would answer, but... To see what happened. Yeah, and you were offline, but it just said calling and it just oh, never in the loop. That's annoying. But so, yeah, it, so, when we tried... So the option to leave a message or a pre-recorded video like they said we could... Doesn't seem to be there. Up. Yeah. Just I will say, it's interesting how the notification when you miss a call goes to Miiverse. Like, I get a direct message from you saying, I tried calling you, and it looks like you missed it. Check out my, you know, check your call log or something. So, that's all it, <laughs> it says. It could be me, even though I'm pretty friendly. Yeah, it was like, it was just, I don't know, it was... The whole experience, when we got it to finally work, was good. 
Like, the video what? quality was a little low, what? but I blame that on Nintendo's server issues on day one. Yeah. But, like, the drawing was, you know, there was no stirring with the drawing or anything. It seemed to be in real time on both ends. When you got it to work, because we were both on the app already. Because when you first called me, I had to exit out of, like, yeah. I, I put accept call, but then um, it exited Netflix, and by the time it got the Wii U chat app to work, it, it already, like, so the, the, the timing, it already Long story short, long story short, they need to tweak it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one other app that's coming, it's not here yet, but Ubisoft is bringing their Uplay app to the Wii U. You'll be able to download it off the eShop, and it'll basically, for Ubisoft games you have, it'll track your progress and reward you with stuff. Like, you can use points that you earn to download, like, Just Dance 4 new songs. Oh. Like, DLC for free, basically. And that sort of stuff. So, that's kind of neat. In the sense that, like, it's Wait. cool that they're... Because they have that network on all the other systems, so it's nice that they bring it to Wii U. Yeah, like, one of the first things I did on Zombie U, it just said, like, you play to even unlock, but... Yeah, and you're like, what? Yeah. Exactly. So this is supposed to tie into that, and of course it'll also push product news to you as notifications. Because oh. I'm sure you want to know about, like, whatever other games Ubisoft's yeah. cooking up. What if it's Rayman? And... If it's Rayman, yeah, but if it's, like, Sports Connection, I don't think you care as much. Oh. ESPN Sports Connection. <laughs> so you don't even know what Assassin's that is. Creed, but not right yeah. now. So that's the software, pretty much. Like, we kind of ran through it. On the quicker side, honestly, even though it seemed like it was a lot, but, um, I don't know, there's been, there are some complaints, like, it's not all 100% great with the Wii U, I feel like. Like, day one, that update that we were talking about, that thing was over a gig big. It took an hour to download. And that was in, like, off hours, like, 2 a.m. Yeah, because, like, Nintendo, I understand you didn't why, see that coming, though, I mean, No, I understand you... why Nintendo did, so they can work on all their online features up to the last minute, but, still, for people, like, we're fine with it, but for people who aren't as, like, you know video game savvy they might not get what it's doing you know and then they might unplug it if it doesn't seem to be up that's true they probably just want their game to work right and like if you connect to the internet you have no way to back out of that I mean I guess if you never connect to the internet your problem solved but then you can't update your games and speaking of game updates that's an even worse situation because yeah you can all the games seem to have updates and yeah you can download them like I said but yeah you can download them in the background but when it comes to installing you basically have to stop what you're doing and I realize that's how it is on PlayStation and I think that's how it is on xbox i actually don't, I don't know about xbox. i've seen i've seen people on message board saying that you that you could install the background on xboxes but at playstation you definitely can't but a lot yeah. of people seem to be really upset over it and i don't yeah i don't quite know why well, but I mean, it's I, annoying well, i know but what i think it, it is because these people that are getting the wii u some of them never had a ps3 or xbox so this is on nintendo them. yeah i mean, I mean even, that's how it is for me I mean, even on the computer like you still have to inst- i mean actually you could do anything you want while it's installing yeah but, exactly yeah, I mean, I don't know. I the guess Wii just doesn't multitask in that yeah. regard. No, but, which isn't... No, but I definitely can see this, like you said, it being a problem for yeah, parents. Yeah, it's and annoying because, like... like, if you put in, like, yeah, if you put in Mario, of all things, it has, like, a five minute, ten minute update. And it's just like, why can't I play Mario? <laughs> it's only ten minutes, but Mario's never had updates. It's weird. Yeah. But anyway, that's a minor issue compared to the uh, bigger issue of slow menus. The transitions, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's still pretty slow. To put it lightly. Like, <laughs> I even said it slow. I was like, slow <laughs> menus. No, but it's just like, it takes, to go from your friends list, to go from the home menu to your friends list to the home menu, it takes like a minute. And it only takes 10 seconds to check, like to actually look at. Yeah, that's fine. Like, it's about, that, that was you one timed it, right? Me. I timed it. It took, I didn't on time av- it, but. I thought you did when we were on. But just compared to like the, oh no, we did time yeah, it. It's yeah, it's 22 took... seconds to exit Netflix, back to the main menu. Mm-hmm. It took me like 15 seconds to go from uh, the men from the universe to the menu. I mean, the Wii had the same issue when it came out. If you recall, before they had that little transition of the channel icons, it just sat on a black screen for like 20, 30 seconds. So hopefully a firmware update will fix this. And Nintendo has, actually, as a rumor, 
that it might. Um, apparently, a customer service rep told someone when they were complaining about it on the phone, they're like, oh, wait till next week. And they're like, what? And they're like, wait till next week. Like, they're saying there's an update. And they're just like, if it doesn't work in by the end of next week, like if you if you have an update and you're still having problems, call us back. He's like, okay. So maybe it'll be fixed half, you know, by the time of our next episode. Hopefully. I mean, just comparing it to the PS3 game, even though obviously you have a lot more going on in the Wii U right now because you have all those Miiverse and communities all in one menu. But like, just mm-hmm. like sending a message on the PC, you press the home button, scroll to the side. I never really yeah. have to click on anything else. You just scroll right, and, and it just pops up. I mean, really, just two clicks and you're there like instantly. But on the Wii U, it's, it's like, like you have to commit Beavers, a minute or two. Couple well, seconds. even that's not so bad. If me, if you went oh, Miiverse, well, direct oh, message, and back to game, yeah. it'd be fine. I mean, but... once you're in the Miiverse, it's off pretty fast. It's just going from Miiverse to game, game to. Miiverse. Actually, I'd say if you closing the home menu and opening the home menu is instant. Oh yeah, that's instant. so even closing Miiverse, it instantly dumps you back in the game. But if you're only so, if you're in a game. If you go Miiverse from the home menu, went in a game. But if you go Miiverse from the Wii menu, on like when you first boot it up, it takes forever. Yeah, I mean, at least it doesn't interrupt what you're doing, so that's... Yeah, that is true. Yeah, at least. But, and actually, it's a slight correction. I mixed up by saying the Nintendo rep didn't say the loading times would be fixed. They said a different issue would be fixed, and that's a lot of people are, are having uh, issues with their system bricking and locking up. Lots mm. of people are saying that they'd just be playing... I've been reading this around the web. Uh, you know, they'd just be playing or whatever, and the game would just, like, freeze. And, no, yeah, and emit this really obnoxious humming sound. Yeah, I saw people. Which is well, very, I saw videos of people. Yeah, like Black Ops and yeah, and it's very un Nintendo to have that happen. It's never happened to me. Luckily, it hasn't happened to me either. Yeah, but it's just it's weird. I mean, it's almost like we're running like a beta of the OS, and they'll update it in time for Europe's launch and Japan's launch in the coming weeks or something. Yeah, it's still kind of cool that we got it first. That is true. Doesn't really give us anything. <laughs> no, well, it gives us an extra couple weeks with the system. We got the Wii first Why did as we, well. We did. Yep. Huh. Why? Because we're the we have Black Friday. The oh. other countries or the other regions don't, so it's not as pressing to get it out by that date. Oh, so they sense. can, you know, split the shipments up so there's not too many in one place or not enough in another place by staggering oh. the launch. Yeah. All right. That makes yep. sense. But yeah, um, so those lockups is what's supposed to go be fixed by the end of next week. And I imagine issues will continue to be fixed um, over time, spe- specifically right before each launch. But one issue that I hope gets fixed immediately, and this is like my biggest pet peeve with the system. That's just you, though. No, it's not. Oh, There's a lot right. of people online. Overscan. Essentially, how TV, HDTVs work is older ones, or some even newer ones, try to adapt to the fact that the image being broadcast might have fuzziness on the side, like of an HD channel, or maybe like you're viewing a movie and it's not quite full 16.9 or whatever from early DVD days. So they overscan, which is where they blow up the, itch, the screen by like, you know, a couple percents bigger than it really is. So the edges are cut off. Most devices, Xbox, PS3, etc., um, have a safe area around the screen that they don't put UI in because they know TVs will overscan and it'll be cut off. Nintendo chose to put all its menus on the very far left of the screen with no with no thought of the safe area. It's only made for true HDTVs that do true 16:9 pixel for pixel. So as a result, I'm missing about five percent of both sides of my screen. <laughs> like if I'm in like the eShop or Miiverse, Communities is Omunities. The eShop, it's my, uh, the front page is the aunt page, things like that. It's not horrible, and I've tweaked my TV a little to at least get the vertical correct, because it's horizontal and vertical is the problem, so I got vertical normal, but horizontal, my TV just can't do the full 16.9 for whatever reason, the Wii, like, it just can't see the full Wii U output, so, and I know it's a TV issue as much as it is Nintendo's issue, but they should have accounted for that. Like, a lot of people are having this issue. Can you tweak it on some of the games, at least? Yeah, uh, I could tweak it on Black Ops 2, so that's fine. And I can actually tweak the Miiverse, eShop, and Internet browser. They individually have they individually have screen adjustments. 
but there's no overarching Wii U screen adjustment, which is weird because it's Nintendo saying, we know it's an issue, but we're going to go ahead and not do it for everything. And even weirder is when you do it through Nintendo, Black Ops lets you do horizontal and vertical differently. Nintendo, it's all, you just like hit up and down and it just shrinks and enlarges. So now that I fix vertical, if I fix horizontal, the vertical will either have black bars or just not be there or be cut off if I go too big or whatever. So it's yeah. kind of a mess. I hope they fix it soon. I imagine they will because there had been a lot of complaints. Yeah, so I guess if you have like one of those early HD TVs. Not even early. Some people that I was reading had like 2010 TVs. Oh, really? It's basically yeah. TVs that for some reason don't give you a just mode that lets you be full 69 pixel for pixel. And overscan no matter what. Like, if you can't turn off your overscan, you're stuck. Oh. So that's my case. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's not, like, none of the main elements of the game are missing. Like, Mario still has his lives. Nintendo Land, all the well, I, all the button commands <laughs> and corners sure are there. I'm pretty sure you'd be able to survive even if you couldn't see yeah, the lives. Yeah, I can like look at the gamepad. Ever and I can look relevant. at the gamepad. Well, and that's true, Mario. It's, uh, like, you never run out Unless of Unless you're playing, like, Super Mario Brothers. Something. Yeah. But either way, it's slightly annoying. Yeah. But, enough with the hardware, I guess. Enough of my nitpicks. Let's talk games. Because that's what the system's for. So Really? Yeah, shockingly. So the biggest game is the one that came bundled with it. Arguably, it's the virtual instruction manual for the system and how I use the controller, and that is Nintendo Land. And I have to say, overall, it is quite a good package. There should be something like that in real life. Maybe not exactly like the one depicted, but something, there should be a Nintendo World. Yeah, I agree. There is a Nintendo World. Nintendo Land. But that's a store. Yeah, not, not a theme park. But I just think overall, it's such, like, a good... Like, it's not just, like, Wii Sports, which, like, here's the menu of what you can do, but how they, like, have the Mii Plaza, or the Nintendo Land Plaza that you can go into, and it connects to Miiverse, so real people show up as their Miis with actual comments they posted to Miiverse, like, and you can run around, and it's, like, a living, breathing, <laughs> living, breathing plaza. It's really cool. And, like, every time you screw up the game, there's different people in the plaza, and when you when their speech bubble pops up, you can press them, and actually show all their records on Miiverse. So it'll show which minigame to try, what they got. All their achievements, too. Yeah, all their achievements, all their bronze, gold, silver medals, every minigame they've tried. There's neat things along the left side and the right side on your TV. Like, the gamepad has that information, but then on the TV, you have, like, they'll show, like, three, like, of the Miis and be like, this is the millionaire, probably, because he has a lot of coins, or this is the blah, blah, blah. And on the right side, it'll show, like, what minigames are popular in that crowd, specifically, like, how many people played how many games the most. Yeah. It's really cool. It feels connected, even though these are all, like, you know, stagnant people with stagnant statuses that were written who knows how long ago. They really breathe life into it. Hmm. So, I, and it jumps right into Miiverse if you want to friend the person. Or really like the post. I really like that, um, all the, I don't even know what to call them, the statues that we saw oh, the on prize. Traders. Yeah, all the prizes. All I, the prizes. Yeah, I was under the impression that all of that was going to be there from the very beginning. No, you're, yeah, and you unlock them with a pachinko so, so, Yeah, but and I was kind of disappointed, but I'm like, oh, okay, now you actually have like a reason to play the game to get money. Even though I've accumulated so much money that it might yeah. be playing that pachinko game for a long time. Yeah, and the pachinko time. game is kind of cool because it's all 8-bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's 8-bit oh, yeah. pachinko. But, um, yeah, it's just a really good, like, they did, like, the coin collecting just adds more, like, Wii Sports, like, oh, I could beat my high score, and that's it, but in this, you know, like you said, they have achievements, or they call them stamps, Yeah, and they have, and it's five, it's what, five per minigame, at least? Some of them are pretty easy to get, and others are, Yeah, I mean, and they have bronze, silver, and gold medals for each minigame, and lots of minigames, like, the deeper ones have, uh, different modes within them, it's actually a pretty comprehensive package, and it's great, because it's totally free if you have a deluxe system. So it's, it's like a good... Free in quotes? Cause, I mean, well, no, it's still free. Well, free in I quotes. Mean, it's $10 off if you were to buy a big... It's $10 cheaper to buy the is deluxe system. Is it stores already? Like, yeah. Separate? Yeah. We saw it I don't remember. Launch. Yeah, it's there. It's there. Yeah, if you buy a basic and you buy the game, that's 360 If you buy the deluxe, it's 350 and you get the charging cradles and you get the other stuff. So 
the stand for the console. So it's free, and you get more internal storage, and you get the digital deluxe <laughs> promotion. So it's free in quotes, but it's all yeah. free in quotes. So it's still a really good deal. I, I don't even know why people would buy the white one unless like, they're so desperate to get a Wii U. That's what I think a lot of it is. Really? Yep. I would just wait. Yeah. Yeah, it's like one of those things where it's, no, it's, it's clearly there's not the shortages of the Wii, so people could easily just wait a few weeks. But um, the attractions themselves, going back to Nintendo Land, obviously they're the stars of the show, so to speak. <laughs> um, I'm really impressed with the variety. Like, really impressed with the variety. There are 12 in total. There are a bunch that are single-player only. There are some that could be single or multi, and there are a few that are multiplayer only. So we ran through the multiplayer-only ones with a group of friends, and those are intense. <laughs> those get intense. <laughs> They're really fun. They're uh, Mario Chase, Animal Crossing Sweet Day, and Luigi's Ghost Mansion. Uh, Mario Chase, it's almost like Mario Kart battle mode without balloons. Like, you hunt down people and tackle them. Well, sort of. I take that back. It's, really not really. it's, it's not really. It's not really. It's just the maps look like Mario. The map look like... Oh, the maps do. look like Block City from Mario Kart 64. That's yeah, my Just more person. detailed than awesome. But yeah, with Mario Chase, how it works is you have four people with Wiimotes. Up to four. Up to four. One person or with a... Uh, one person with a game pad, and the one person uh, is running away and has a view of the entire map. That's the gamepad person. Yeah, the one person on the gamepad. And the other four are using Wiimotes, and they have to chase them down. They have to coordinate by shouting out loud and whatnot because they can't see a full map. So that's neat. And since the game scales to how many people are playing, if you're just playing one-on-one, instead of having human helpers, obviously. There are robots, there, yeah. Then you get um, robotic Yoshis that, oh, speaking of robots, that yell out we, where they are. Can we please address Monita? She's the uh, she's the guide of Nintendo Land. Her name's Monitor, but in a clever way, Monita Monitor. Huh. Oh. Uh, but she is both helpful and really annoying. Really? <laughs> kind of. I like her. Like she sometimes like like when she makes when she was you know when the game unrolls and she's like abracadabra or some random thing that's like super out character for a robot. I like how she tries to be funny because then she's kind yeah, of monotone. I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I like that stuff. But then, whenever you start a game, she's always like, "Let me walk you through it," and it's like, "Please don't." Uh, it's like, just stop. I know that I know you can hit minus yeah. to skip, and in some of them, you have to hit a button to actually prompt. I've been desensitized to. by like Nintendo helper mascots. Yeah. So that doesn't even bother me. It just would have been nicer if she didn't do it every single time. But, I mean, you play Skyward Sword, right? This is yeah, she has the same voice as Fee, practically. 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 Same vocal. Doesn't filter. But at least she's more helpful, though. That is true, and she spins. Fee doesn't spin. Fee spins. Well, she spins better. Monita spins better. <laughs> anyway, back to the attractions. Right. I don't know how to segue from that. Back to the attractions. Um, so Mario Chase is one of the three multiplayers. Also, Animal Crossing Sweet Day, where you run around collecting candy, as up to four people with Wiimotes. And then one person with a gamepad is using the two analog sticks to control two separate guard dogs. You have to hunt them. What were their names again? They had names. Uh, Booker uh-huh. and... Chomp? <laughs> no, not Chomp. Booker. I don't remember. Uh, oh. Wait, wait. Yeah, so you run around with the two... You run around with the two... Um, Why? Well, maybe we my train of thought. With the two analog sticks. Yeah, with and two you... analog sticks. And you have a view of the whole map. The people, once again, with the Wiimotes, only can see what's in front of them. So they have to coordinate to get all the candy. Well, they don't have a view of the whole map. They have roughly the same... No, you have as... a view of the whole map if you move all the way across. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, let me rephrase. You have a view... <laughs> Sorry, you're right. You have a view of... You're getting confused the... with viewers. Listeners. You're... Yes, you have a view of your two dogs. So if you drag them all the way across the map, you have a view Think of Think Smash Brothers style. Whenever yeah. two characters get far away from each other, the screen like zooms out to accommodate both dogs. And if you run, I guess, from one end of the map to the other with the dog separately, you you could see the whole map. Yeah, I think but, that's the best comparison, definitely. Yeah, and 
one thing that I really like about this game, and when you're using the gamepad, is that mm -hmm. the camera moves to adjust to each dog, so that the dog you're controlling with the right analog stick is always on the right, and the dog is always on the yeah, left. Yeah, so it will spin as necessary, but slow. Yes, it's yeah. not like mind bending spinning. Because it will get confusing, I guess, if it did. Yeah, definitely. But, but yeah, and um, there's also the Pac-Man versus style Luigi's Ghost Mansion. One person with the gamepad's a ghost. Pac-Man. Pac-Man versus on GameCube with Game Boy Advance. I never, oh, I guess it's literally, it's literally, oh, it's the same, Pac-Man on Game Boy, on GameCube slash Game Boy, um, was one person is Pac-Man trying to run from the ghosts on the Game Boy, and everyone else are the ghosts on the TV screen, and they have to chase him down. Huh. Very similar to in Luigi's Ghost Mansion, where one person's the ghost, and they're trying to run away from the people with the flashlights. Well, I don't know, they're trying to get each other before the other people get each yeah, other. Yeah, same, same with Pac-Man Versus. If you're Pac-Man and you get the, uh, fruit... You're now chasing the ghost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of the same idea. But, um, yeah, so with this one, they it's different. We played it at Comic-Con. Is that where we yeah. played it? Yeah, Comic-Con. And um, at that time, basically, the player on the gamepad and player on TV had the same. One was a ghost. The TV people, you know, gamepad was ghost. TV people were Luigi's and friends. But um, <laughs> it, was the same, it was like the Mario. same look. They both saw the same map. They both saw... Like, it looked the same. Yeah. But now in the final product, they actually made the ghost view be this crazy, like, night vision, like, wavy thing, which actually looks really neat. But, um, so there's that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's it's really fun. I, it's hard. Like, it's a, it's a game of tag. You're playing tag, and they're playing tag, sort of. It's basically a game of tag. You are as the ghosts are trying to sneak up on players from behind. The players are trying to sneak up on you from behind. It's like a game of tag. Whoever yeah. tags the other person first the most wins. <laughs> They're all the game of tag, essentially. Yeah, essentially. But um, Tackle football. Right? That's true. So yeah, multiplayer only ones are all tag. And then the uh, the single or mo the single or multiplayer ones are uh, a bit less tag and a bit more adventure-y. I didn't really play these that much just because I, um, played through... I, I, I was too lazy to set up the... The Wiimotes and the gamepad. No, the, no, the sensor bar at the right place. Right, so that's your projector. played it. I don't know. Well, I could, I've played, I played all, each one once. I played it through all three a little, so um, I'll run through them. So, Pikmin Adventures probably the most a the most accurate version, like mini gamified version of one of these Nintendo franchises, in the sense that you're Olimar, you have a crew of Pikmin, and you run around and you defeat enemies and you level up by collecting. It's just like the cave in Pikmin Two. Yeah, it's like the caves in Pikmin Two, but even faster paced. Like you don't have to take it; you don't have to collect extra Pikmin or anything. Just the more jelly you get when you defeat enemies and, and you know bash open things yeah. the, the more Pikmin you'll get as you level up and you can have other players so you're using the gamepad as Olimar I guess and the other players are going to be your assistant Pikmin so they can run around and beat up people on their own with their leaves on yeah. their heads or uh, yeah, independent of your yeah, independent of your own of you. Pikmin but if you whistle to call them like you do in the normal Pikmin game all your Pikmin and all the assistants will be basically magnetized to you and like come to you and you can throw them however you want but once they're thrown they're again free yeah but yeah. when they're thrown I've noticed that when they land on someone they could hit enemies at a faster rate than when they're yeah, hitting them normally so. definitely so you have to use a strategy of both sending out your Pikmin to battle to fight their own battles and you using them as weapons yeah and yeah. if you get eaten by the enemies you could turn into poop that hasn't happened to me yet so I don't know that. I didn't know that yeah you could turn into a big piece of poop that's that corresponds to the color of your Pikmin, so yeah, I naturally, thought that was interesting. Yes, but um, but no, it is really fun. It's very, like I said, it's very Pikmin. It's a good preview for Pikmin Three because it's basically a sped up version of Pikmin. Well, the <laughs> other two are a bit more, you know, they're a little more. They use the the name, but they're not quite the same game. Like Zelda Battle Quest is basically the sword fighting mode of Wii Sports Resort. No, 
with yeah. Well, yeah, but it has the Skyward Sword, Skyward Sword. Well, hold Strike. on, let me, let me get let me get there. It's basically the battle. <laughs> now, now I'm gonna repeat myself. It's basically the um, we sports door in the sense that you're on a track and you have weapons that you can use against enemies who are on the same track as you. Oh, yeah. actually, yeah, you're right. Yes, you can turn left and right. I just remember what you were talking about. Yeah. Because the single player of Wii Sports Resort and the sword was, like, a yeah. on-rails. Exactly, it's exactly so, the same. Yeah, it is. But it's a little yeah. better because, one, it's skin like Zelda, so there's all sorts of little Easter eggs for fans. Two, um... What was I going to say? Two, it, you can look around a lot more. And three, the gamepad gets to be a bow and arrow. So instead of just using the Wii Motion Plus for sword play, you have the gamepad... You're using the gamepad entirely. It's your viewfinder just by moving around, and then you flick the right stick to shoot the bow, which I feel like is a little easier to do than the whole nun- hold the Wii mode in front of you, pull the nunchuck back in <laughs> archery and Wii Sports Resort. I mean, even though the other one is um, gesture-wise, it's more accurate, but at the same time, I mean, I tried. Yeah, I did try to shoot a bow and arrow once at the Renaissance Fair, and it's nothing like it either. Yeah, it's comparing it to, to, yeah, to the it, real thing. Either one's wrong. Yeah, but um. But with Zelda, the nice thing is, in addition to just like level going through levels, and you can find coins to earn those bonus items in the plaza and whatnot by shooting pots and things. But besides all that, um, the the uh, if you do the adventure mode, it has boss battles, wow. like a lot of them. Did you figure out how to kill the first giant pig? Because I died and I didn't yes. know where to hit him. First, is that level two, one? I think it was level. I don't remember what level it was, but there was a really big pig. Well, there's a lot of big pigs with shields and stuff. You um, you wait till they move the shield. They strike and then they hold the shield at bay and then you go in for the kill. It's gonna be hard to describe it without the video, but yeah. Um, yeah. The first, I'll, the first, I'll... it's clearly a big mini boss. A big yeah. mini boss. Yeah. There's a, I think. Yeah. Just follow his attack pattern. Oh, also yeah. they have dodging in it by hitting L. There's dodging. If you hit sort of only if they prompt you with like a quick time action thing. Like if you hit Z L and Z R when it tells you to, you do backflip to dodge the attack and then you can shoot your. Huh. At least if you're oh, the archer. Oh, I'm, I was the, the archer. archer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to be different if you have a sword. Yeah, I had the sword. But anyway, so that's even yeah. more replay value then, because you can do both weapons. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's what you're about. But um, there's a there's a third game as well, which is follows the same kind of cut from the same cloth, which is Metroid Blast. And that's essentially a shoot 'em up of, and you fight wave of wave, wave after wave after wave of enemies, either in a ship on the gamepad or down on the ground with Samus using Wiimote Nunchuck. Well, you're if Samus you're, in both. Well, yeah, but yeah, more Samus-esque. You have the Morph Ball and everything. So the gamepad runs are more interesting to me because of how it uses the controls. You have one is excel- <laughs> one is moving forward. Or I don't know. It's, I don't know. It seems like harder to control. It, it is until it clicks. Once it clicks, it gets a lot. Like once you get it, it's a lot. It's equally easy. Oh. So left stick is uh, move forward and backwards. Right stick stick is altitude, and then you look around at the viewfinder for your aiming radical. So you can be moving forward, going down, and pointing up, <laughs> and it, and it all uh, it all you know, naturally feels like you're really naturally. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> well, as natural as you can be if you're piloting a spaceship in a, inside of a six-inch screen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the ground controls kind of feel like um, Metroid Prime 3. Yeah. Just with... Well, yeah, um, they, they, they slower, mapped but, it. But um, yeah. the one thing is, like, it has a time attack, I believe, or is that Zelda that has the time attack? Well, either way, Metroid has multiple modes, but all of them boil down to shoot the enemies in waves. Yeah, one is... Shoot your friends. Shoot yeah, one's either shoot or... your friends or shoot your enemies, but both are just shoot the target that's moving in front. Actually, you could shoot your friends in all of them. Yeah, but you don't want to if you're doing co-op. Yeah. Yeah. But So those are the three uh, single or multi, or as they call them, cooperative attractions. Then there's a whole handful of single player, which actually are a lot better than I expect to be. The solo attractions, as they call them, some of them are fast, some of them are slow in pacing, which I, I figured the slow ones would be kind of bad. Like, even on the last episode, I was like, oh, Yoshi's Fruit Cart sounds boring, but they're actually really fun. 
Like, we slammed, well, we didn't slam, but we were really unimpressed with Donkey Kong Crash Course when we played it at Comic-Con. Well, we both were like, no, no, it's not the fun one. The the only thing we were, like, really done hard on it about was the Itsuki sound of the second screen. Right. No, even then, though, we were both like, it's kind of fun, but it's just like you're tilting the controller and it's moving. But it gets it gets complicated. It actually gets um, when you're not in the like, you know, you have to rush through the demo environment of like an expo or something, and you can just sit at home and just play it. It's a lot more fun. There's a lot of stages, but basically, it uses every aspect of the controller. So you're tilting to move the cart. You're hitting L and R, the trigger buttons to raise and lower love uh, ramps. You're using the stick to crank thing, the control sticks to crank things. You're using the mic to inflate things that or like to blow propellers that rise you up and lower you. It's it's pretty cool. It's actually very... It's a good use of everything. What I'm wondering, though, is um between that one and the F-Zero one, they're both just one really long... No, 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 no. Thing. Donkey Kong is stages. No, no. Well, that's because, I mean... Well, because I've yet to beat the first stage. Like, I've only got I, to... I got to the end once. There's a goal with yeah, Princess... Or Pauline, I guess, because it's Donkey, old school Donkey yeah, it's Kong. Pauline. At the end. And when you do that, then there's stage two. Then there's stage three. Oh, okay. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so I was wondering... F-Zero is one long, continuous... That's why they call them areas, not stages. Cause you well, no, but, see... but there are only 12 areas. Are there? Are it, sure? Well, the map. Well, at least for now, the TV only has like up to twelve. Oh. Maybe once I reach twelve, it'll show like. 13, maybe I haven't even 24. hit twelve yet. But I guess that's a good transition. I mean, I only made it to eleven, so that's maybe a good we'll switch over to um, Captain Falcon's Twister Race, which is what you're talking about, the F Zero one. And that's that one feels like the most. All right, really quick, Donkey Kong. Yeah, the two screens aren't necessary, but I did find myself using the big screen as kind of just like a quick reference point of where I was in the map, because you can actually zoom in and out on the TV's view, so you can have it in. A little bit bigger than what you see on your gamepad, which display, which is where all the action's happening. Or you can see it, the full map, or you can see it somewhere in between the two. And I actually found myself using that big map as a good reference point. Of like, okay, I got to the fourth flag in stage one. How many more do I have to go? And I can just look up to the TV and count them off real quick and be like, okay, so I have three lives, four flags. I gotta be careful. Versus, oh, I could be a little careless. Wait, three lives, four flags? I'm saying if I lost some lives and I only had three lives. But here, let me rephrase. You can use the big map as a reference point for how your progress is going so you can pace yourself appropriately. You can be a little more careless if you have more lives still and you only have two flags to go. However, if you want, you know, if you are down your last two lives and you notice there's still three midpoint flags till the end, you're going to be extra cautious and extra slow. See my point? <laughs> I forgot what you were talking about. Donkey Kong. Oh, okay, that yeah. makes sense now. I'm like, okay, I'm like, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, no I know. I, said, I, I know. I started transitioning after zero, but I doubled back. Yeah, F zero. Yeah. F zero doesn't use the, the TV quite as well. It does and it doesn't. So basically, how it works is you're holding the gamepad vertically. You need longer tunnel sequences. Yeah, you're holding exactly. You're holding the gamepad vertically. You're looking at a top-down view of Captain Falcon's car. You're you're zooming around, hitting you know boost pads, dodging mines, dodging obstacles, and then when there's a tunnel. Obviously, that's blocked on the lower screen, so you just look up to the TV and you can see into the tunnel. What I found happening was either I just keep looking at the TV because it's just a behind-the-back view, a la yeah, F-Zero GX, or I look at the gamepad even going through the tunnel because it's like it's only yeah, five seconds. But the seconds. thing about the, I guess the TV screen is that um, the way they have the track made, the board, the borders. Uh, yeah, it's a little hard to tell. Yeah, yeah, the borders are, pr- are raised up pretty high, so yeah. like when there's a lot of winding turns, you can't really see that far ahead of you since all the obstacles are pretty low to the ground. That's yeah. true. That's true, actually. Yeah. But, so, so there was something where like you do kind of have to look at the gamepad. But yeah, I just feel like it wasn't as good of a utilization as even Donkey Kong, where it was a clear like the map clearly helped you pace yourself. Like this one, it's like okay, you're looking at the gamepad the whole time and then looking through a tunnel for two seconds and then back to the gamepad. Yeah, it's just, just like yeah. the um, the gaming Wario, the the snowboarding. Oh movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's like the yeah, exact same boom. thing. 
Pretty much, yeah. I wonder if they'll change that when the game finally gets released. Because when we played it at Comic Con, it really it basically was the exact same thing, just with skiing. No, you 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 only played it for like maybe thirty seconds, and you beat the level. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah. I mean, at least this is more fleshed out. Definitely. The music's cool. Yeah, other fleshed out ones actually include um, Balloon Trip Breeze, which is super fleshed out. It's basically, it's, it's probably the most, besides Pikmin, it's one of the most authentic of these attractions in that it's straight up Balloon Trip. You're going across the screen, dodging obstacles, collecting things, and you're doing it, instead of using a D-pad or A button to move up and down, uh, you're doing it with flicks of the styles to control the wind. And it's really responsive. Like, you can... Do very quick like hairpin turns and things. If you or not hairpin, but like one eighty turns. Oh yeah, but, but the good the physics feel really, really the physics well. feel really good, definitely. And um, so there's that one that surprised me because I thought it'd be really bad and turned out to be decent was uh, Yoshi's. I said this a few minutes ago. I think Yoshi's Fruit Cart actually turned out to be a lot of fun. It's slow, but how it works is you have two screens. Top TV screen shows you basically you have to draw a path from your Yoshi that you're riding to the door of the level. Top screen shows you some information. Touch screen shows you other information. It's just well, no information. Top screen shows you fruit that you need and obstacles that you need to avoid. Bomb screen, you draw the path, but you don't see those things. So you have to use reference points such as the background of the level or shadows of clouds overhead or whatever to best judge how to navigate to get all the fruit. Sometimes in a certain order, they'll flag them with numbers and get to the door. And yeah. there's a lot of stages, too. Yeah, that one was really fun. Just... Definitely one of the more puzzly ones. Than yeah, it's way more puzzly than I thought. I thought it'd be really like lame and simple, but it gets tricky. They put some really clever, some really clever uh, yeah. obstacles and fruit patterns and whatnot that you have to. And do. I just saw a video where eventually the the patterns on the TV don't match the patterns on the gamepad, just yeah. to throw you off even more. But they do give you some markers eventually that where you yeah can you place do on. get you collect check marks that exactly that you can place as you and use as uh, points of reference as you go. So that's always nice of them. Um, other there are two others that we haven't mentioned one is octopus dance which is probably the weakest of the package but that's not necessarily saying it's really bad though because i mean i i still found it really fun and addicting since i actually like a lot of rhythm games like rhythm heaven and rhythm thief and all such really i found it to not be that great i don't know i mean it was okay it's better than i expected because i expected nothing but <laughs> it was still not well it was not as good as it could be I well think. i mean compared to all the other games I would say it is the worst, but I don't want to say worst because I mean, horrible, I, well, I, mean no. I mean, I still like it, but yeah, def- I would play it again. Yeah, but definitely compared to the other, I guess it doesn't really have. Yeah, much just to, to give, offer. just to give a quick tri- I mean, you could definitely tell it was the one they put the, it's had the, the one least that amount of like, input. Wait, what do we do? We have one more. <laughs> but yeah, basically <laughs> how it works is you have the gamepad and you use the left and right stick to mimic the dance moves of some two D game and watch esque scuba diver dude. And uh, how it works is your back is always you always want to look at the back of you of your me because that matches the right and left motions sometimes in the middle of the su- or at the end of like a verse of the instrumental i guess it would uh switch the camera so you now have to look at the tv instead of the gamepad and see you know to see your back and continue the dancing and the dances do get tricky you have to go like in one direction with one stick and another with another stick but it uh <laughs> yeah it's not that great well, i mean it's it's fun but i'd rather play the others i think and um the one thing I was going to say, though, is in a bunch of these games, this one, it's notice, it's most noticeable along with uh, Captain Falcon's game. And even in, like, Mario Chase, and actually in most of them, they ha- they use the camera on the gamepad to show you playing. Like, whoever's using the gamepad. So in Mario Chase, you can see the reaction of the player in real time. In F-Zero and this, you can see the player playing, because really the TV's more for the 
audience that might be like your friends that might be watching you act like a fool and they can watch your facial expressions in real time yeah. so it's kind of neat uh the one last game and one that's definitely more fleshed out in terms of content than octopus dance is uh takamaru's ninja castle which is based off that unheard of in america nes game or famicom games this is only japan and that one this is the one that nintendo's always been like look you can use the controller to like fling weapons and whatnot you have a throwing star control yourself vertically you flick with your finger to throw the star onto the tv and hit um various enemies you could tilt the controller to tilt the angle of the throwing star you can flick with quicker or slower motions to be harder or softer with the throw and they have power-ups you can get bombs and things and they have a lot of levels and mini bosses and whatnot so it's kind of a fleshed out experience but it gets tiring really yeah, fast really fun you're using you take it on your meverse yeah like i said on meverse it gets really tiring because you're using one arm like rapidly going like making that motion for like good five ten minutes per level probably yeah so I mean, by the time tiring. i got to the boss like I, I was already tired i didn't really even know what to do at the very end did you get to the which boss, boss? the it, first level did you get past the bomb sequence this this the boss was like a giant mm, it looked like a it looked like a parade flow no i don't think i did that look they had like a dragon head and a no, bunch of different no, things and you had to blow up all the different parts but i did not get that far no but then my arm like, got tired but it, shot, but it shot something at me that just killed me in one hit oh so yeah like, what yeah my arm got tired by then I <laughs> but um <laughs> you, you, you let your character die you just yeah, basically. I think I was just like, I'm done. But it was also the first thing I played. It's funny, the first time I ever played the Wii U at Comic-Con, like, back over the summer, this was the first game I played, and the first game I played when I plugged in my Wii U was this, oh, just nice. by coincidence. But, um, so overall, I mean, not everyone's getting it with a deluxe system, because as we don't understand why, but as we mentioned, some people are getting basic. So the question becomes, is this worth it as a standalone game? And I'd say yes. I would say yes. It's really, it is... The, the really good attractions definitely outweigh the... The not as good. Okay. I wouldn't say bad, just fine. We could just say the really, really good outweigh Octopus Dance. There we go. And Octopus okay. Dance, I wouldn't even say is that and much Octopus of like Dance, a low point. It's Octopus, just yeah. compared to the other ones, it's definitely really hard to compare because the other ones are clearly more fleshed out and I agree, well thought out. This one was kind of. It's not bad. It's yeah. just not up to this level set by the others. Yeah, because I mean, after playing like Mario Chase and all those, like I was kind of expecting that kind of like really addicting fun gameplay for every yeah. single one of them. And Octopus Dance, I guess, is just something you would find like. In rhythm heaven it's just like as one little mini game yeah exactly so i agree yeah i agree but um i, w I do want to say like definitely pick it up and also take note of the aesthetic the game looks really good graphically like it's not fancy but they did a really cool like homemade feel for everything a lot of it's very little big planet-esque yeah, it looks where, like, like someone each... spilled paint all over the place yeah basically so each, colorful yeah each mini game has a different aesthetic i don't know if you noticed uh balloon trip breeze for example it's it's like on bed sheets or curtains like hanging down yeah. um Zel or Pikmin's very mechanical. Uh, Zelda, everything's stitched. Well, that's also kind of bed shitty. Like everything looks. Everything. I mean, they all match together, but there's definitely like different ones have a slightly different. Look. Right, but, but every single game like looks like they're all. Oh, they're all um, part of the same universe. No, of Nintendo. I, yeah, no, that's it. But they all have that same. Um, I don't even know what to call crafty, it. Crafty. Yeah, like. Mm, like stage play half look. mech. Like they're all handmade or something. I don't yeah, even know. they're all like hand. Yeah, but I mean, mm. like each one has like a little theme. I mean, yeah, Balloon Trip and. Um, Zelda, how much different is bed sheets versus stitching? But like, well, I guess Metroid looks like yeah, Metroid's more metallic. Pikmin's like metallic and boxy, and like lots of like yeah, plasticky like, objects. Yeah, more F-Zero is a wind-up toy, so oh, everything yeah. looks like like toy. Donkey Kong is like a chalkboard. Donkey Kong's a chalkboard. Um, Luigi's Ghost Mansion is actually probably the mo the least. Crafty. I mean, the it characters the, the characters are stitched up, but that's yeah. about it. Yeah, it just looks like it's you walked into an attraction at Disneyland. Yeah, 
But yeah, so they, they definitely put some care into making... They're taking advantage of the HD, even if it's not, like, mind-blowing graphics. They, you know, like being able to show the I mean, it's the first few games, I mean... Yeah, like, the Link outfits you wear in uh, the Zelda one, you could see stitching in them, like, even on the arms. Yeah, just, the, like, you could see the... the yeah, the, the seams break, yeah, the more damage the, it takes. Yeah, you could see the seams break, you could see in individual seams that aren't broken, everything. Hmm. So, so, that's Nintendo Land. Definitely, it's definitely... I don't know if I'd say it's the best game of the Wii U launch, but it's definitely the one that best uses the Wii U, if that makes sense, in terms of variety of functions. And shows what it's it's basically showing developers. Hey, look at all these different ways you can use the controller. Yeah, yeah. One game that does none of that, <laughs> but it's still really fun, is uh, New Super Mario Brothers U, which to me is really New Super Mario Brothers World. It's what. what? Oh, you're complaining names. Okay. Or I mean, not New Super Mario Brothers World. It's New Super Mario World. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh. It's like because I think I I think I said this a while ago when we were first talking about the game when it was first announced. That I really hope it's more like Mario World and less like how the others were sticking with Mar- the original New Super Mario or the other New Super Mario Bros were sticking with the original Mario formula of like Super Mario Bros on NES, but this or Super Mario Three or you know that type of setup. But this one's a lot more Mario World in every way. How I feel like flying's the- back. Flying. All the worlds are named after food. There's one universal map. The first level that introduces the flying item introduces it in the exact same manner that it does in Mario World. In Mario World, in I think the Donut World, I don't know, the first level where you can get the cape, an enemy flies off right at the beginning and you can kill the enemy to get the cape. In this one, a squirrel holding an acorn flies off right in the beginning and lets you get the acorn. It's the exact same. Like, they're clearly mirroring Mario World. And, like, hidden path, the ways you can do hidden paths and the ways they introduce new items by having you go, like, separate little subparts of the map and they can take that to the other parts, like the Baby Yoshis. All of that is very Mario World. <laughs> Mario World is my favorite game. So I, 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 I don't remember, like, I mean, Mario World was fun, but I don't remember really, like... That much like, of it? Liking it as much as... Oh, I, I, well, I love Mario World, but it's, yeah, everything's very Mario World. And also, um, you know, it's it's straight up Mario, but it does have, <laughs> in the sense of, like... It's Mario World, Mario... What? No, I'm saying it's straight up Mario in gameplay in terms of, you know, you're going left to right, you're bopping enemies, you're collecting coins, and you're going... But... They are. There is some more creativity in this. The star coins are a lot, a lot harder to find in this one than in, say, Mario Two on the 3DS. Music Mario Bros. Two. <laughs> they, um, which they, they're essentially. You could tell this was the A team, the Mario A team, and not the B team that did Mario Two. Not that Mario Two on 3DS, Music Mario Bros. Two isn't fun. It still is. I really love Coin Rush, but this just feels a little more creative, I guess. Yeah, I really wish they had stuck with the the Smash Bros. like zoom out thing. In Mario Brothers 2, instead of, like, the camera, like, pretending there is no second player, like... Oh, like yeah, in, yeah. Like, in Sonic 2 or something. Right. I mean, it was still yeah, playable. Yeah, the camera's but... more like Mario Wii and less, like, Mario 3DS, yeah. Yeah. But... Which, looks, which ends up looking really nice in HD, because when it pans out, like, really much, you get to see more of the world in the background. Definitely. And also, the Miiverse integration is kind of clever in that, at any time, if you view, like, the zoomed-out map, if you hit, like, the map button, basically... You'll see comments from players who have done various achievements or need help in various things or have advice on the various levels. When you're going through the map normally, there's just a little balloon with a me on there, but the second you zoom out, the comments there, you can interact with it and whatnot, as you could with anything else in the Miiverse. So it's kind of cool that brings in community even for a single-player adventure. Like, even as you're off on your own doing whatever, you're still, like, getting tips or seeing how, how fast other people might beat in the level or that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know. That's pretty cool. I really but, like... Yeah, I mean, I know you were kind of obsessed with challenge mode for a while wasn't like the weren't you did you play those for a while challenge mode is really really cool really really cool it's where the like before like when we were first thing on boost mode like it just is the block placement it it just seemed kind of like a throwaway way to use the 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 game game right and i still kind of feel like it is when you're playing the 
the campaign or whatever mm-hmm. if you even want to call it a campaign mm-hmm. and you're playing the single player mode because I mean they're just pressing blocks I mean we even played today um, with a friend that I guess just never played the Wii U before so he was right. just kind of pressing around randomly and he kind of, I mean it kind of worked I mean it was he was entertained I guess that was yeah the point. but well, um, that's what matters but in the challenge mode they have these levels that are like specifically designed for the boost mode feature and you could tell like the person with the with the gamepad was struggling a lot more than the person with the yeah yeah like my brother he was just saying that he was yeah you could tell like he had to time everything a lot more carefully just because mm-hmm. no right there, there are right. no platforms essentially except for the ones you create yeah so you have to literally be coordinating with the person to get those blocks right in the right place at the right time so that yeah and, and you're it's making re- your and, path. and it's really fun just planning it out and also just um and also the other challenges like doing the speed runs which I really really love because um, yeah I figured you would because you like speed running in general I yeah. Feel like. He's like finding the best way so, to so double. I don't remember. There are two or three challenge modes. Like, there's the speed runs, there's the special challenges, and then there's boost mode, right? There's like four of them. Special we... challenges are like the ones where you just have to like stay in the air for ten enemies in a row or that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, and right? then there's another one where you have to get like a certain number of lives, mm-hmm. and then there's those like the speed running ones. And I don't know, they're all really like I just found myself playing that for a lot of time. <laughs> I don't know, maybe the whole life of the gamepad the first time I played it. Right. I even so three there. hours. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was three hours. Yeah, then. I guess so. <laughs> but. But, um, and I was playing on just the gamepad, though. Like, right, because you didn't have the projector hooked in, yeah. No, um, I did have it in, but... It you was... just didn't bother using it? Well, not for this, I guess. Just because... Yeah. It is, that's what I was going to say. The gamepad, it's if you're convenience. not... It's just convenience. Yeah, if you're not using boost mode... And I said this towards the beginning where I was saying sometimes the screens feel redundant. Or, and, like, it, you could tell it's not HD on the gamepad, but sometimes it's better, like in Mario, where it's closer to your face. Like, I found myself... I had them on both screens at the same time. I found myself just not looking at the TV and only looking at the gamepad. So, in the case of Mario, where it's just mirroring the image, you really, there is no need for the two screens, unless you're doing boost mode. Yeah, even the interesting thing, well, like, something we did on um, my brother and I. Yeah. Like, we wanted to play, like, two-player, but we didn't want to, like, turn on like turn on the projector or the other monitor, so we just, like, put the gamepad on a little stand, and we both just had a Wiimote, and if we needed to use boost mode for yeah. a reason, we would just touch the screen. You could do that with Call of Duty, actually. Um, I'll get to that when I get my impressions. That's the other launch game I picked up. I went with Mario, uh, Call of Duty, and Nintendo Land, obviously. And, um, yeah, you can have it so you can have the gamepad on a screen and use the sensor bar built into the gamepad with a Wiimote nunchuck and play pointer control Call of Duty on your gamepad. Oh. So the gamepad's literally just a mini screen at that point, but it's kind of neat. But, um, going back to Mario for a minute, uh, two thoughts. One, would have been cool if they did online multiplayer with voice chat. I know it's a pipe dream. I understand why they didn't latency issues possibly because I feel like they should have done that with Nintendo Land. It would have been really fun to play yeah. like, mini games with random people. Definitely, but they but see Nintendo Land as I actually think I just tweeted oh, yeah, recently. Yeah. Um, it's really about local multiplayer. It's about it's, yeah, it's trying to bring the Mario. family together the same way that I mean. Wii Sports I mean, did. cussing out someone in Mario for like throwing you somewhere is not the same as yeah. It's not the same if you do it over a microphone versus. I think I probably wouldn't want to. Wouldn't really do that to anyone. Yeah, you can't be a jerk to someone. You can be a jerk to someone over the internet, but you're just a jerk. You're not doing it in good fun. So. Well, in person, obviously, it's more into fun. But um, <laughs> it made sense in my head when I said it. Um, <laughs> with that said, uh, one last thought about Mario is probably the graphics, since it is the first HD Mario. And you could definitely tell it's HD. The lighting effects are better. Things look like have an extra like sheen to them. But they're not really pushing the hardware at all with this one. They could have gone all out. There's one level that looks How like... How could they have gone all out? Well, there's one level that looks like Starry Night, the painting. Oh. It looks like a moving painting. It looks amazing. It like has all these like brush strokes and it's really creative. And then some parts of the game just look like upscaled uh, Mario Wii. I'm not sure why they didn't just make the whole game. Why didn't they just go like let's just go crazy and do the whole game like painting? Uh, well, something. I mean, it doesn't look bad. It looks really nice and crisp and HD. But it's yeah. just like they could have done so much more with the graphics. 
they clearly showed that they had the ability and that they were creative enough to do so with the Starry Nights level. I don't know why they didn't expand it to the rest of the game. Yeah, but I mean, when you're playing, it's not like you really pay that much no, not attention really. to the background. No, but it's like if someone's watching you play or like... Wouldn't it be nice if the one of the flagship games for the Wii, which this is, it's the first Mario launch title since the 64 for a console. Wouldn't it be nice if it wasn't just like, oh, cool, it's a Mario game, but you're like, oh, look at how it uses the gamepad, which it kind of does. And, oh, check out those graphics, which it kind of does. <laughs> like, they could have really made it the oh. must-have. It's a must-have because it's Mario. It's not a must-have because it's the Wii U's most impressive game. That's true. So, yeah. that's my take, at least. But it's still a really good game. Uh, one game... Now, see, these are two games we both got at launch. Because those are the... Yeah, those are two we both had to pick up. They're, one, they're Nintendo, and two, they're good. Uh, but then we split. I went with Call of Duty, Rock Ops 2, and you went with Zombie U. So, Zombie U is a pretty controversial title in terms of how reviews have gone. It's been really good or really bad or meh. Basically, the whole spectrum. Where are you rate it? How do you like... Tell me, what do you think of it? Well, that's because... Well, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely... um, It's a niche... Niche... Niche, niche. Yeah, it, it's a niche. It's game. a it's a game only few will like. <laughs> it's for a set audience, a subset. Yeah, I mean, of an it's audience. a it's a survival horror game, and like in the truest sense of the word, not like um yeah the current Resident Evil games where like half of it plays. It's out. not, not like it looks like a first person shooter, but it's really not. It's a first person yeah, it, it survival. Plays more, it plays more like Amnesia than Amnesia. The, the oh the Steam game. Yeah, because yeah. like you're. You barely, you barely encounter, you don't encounter enemies that often, but when you do, it's like a big ordeal and you really don't Do you want. use the cricket bat? I remember a lot of reviews were like, I'm always using the cricket bat. Do you use any other weapons? Have you used many other weapons besides the cricket, cricket bat? Yes, I have my gun for the most, most of the oh. time, but <laughs> I chose to use the cricket bat instead because I didn't want to waste my bullets because you right. barely come across them. And when I did finally use my gun, I died. <laughs> I died like four. How long, what's the longest you lasted? Because if I remember correctly, the game works where you, it's basically how long can you survive and you almost reset the story progresses but you have to go back and find all your old stuff again oh a funny story right when i started the game i died but i didn't realize that i thought that was a scripted event where you are supposed to die oh you thought i was teaching you how you always but but apparently there was like a door like to the left of me and (laughs) yeah you could have like not died but i've already my longest person lasted like maybe an hour that's not bad that's and then and then there was like and then i had to fight off a horde and like three people died there so now i'm a what am I? I'm a businessman of some sort. After that. Oh, <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? So what? How? I mean, Zombie use big selling points supposed to be its gamepad use. So, what do you think? Um, I mean, because I know your inventory is on the gamepad at all times, right? Yeah. And how it works is if you have to hack a door, or access your inventory, or do anything that involves anything but walking forward, <laughs> you're doing it on the gamepad while the game unfolds in real time in front of you on the TV, right? Yeah. So how's juggling that? Is it actually? It's, does it actually seem like a unique experience, or is it kind of gimmicky? Uh, I don't know. Are you enjoying I, it? Let's I guess. I mean, way. I'm enjoy, I mean, I'm enjoying it, but like, I was. I mean, I'm just trying to think. Like, what right. some person that hasn't played this like would. I mean, I guess a little bit of both. I mean, it feels like they could have just made you could, a pause you, menu. Like, I mean, because I mean, Dead Space does does the same thing where mm-hmm. when you're going into your inventory, you're still vulnerable and you but can still you get attacked. But do you see the other? Do you see yourself as you're vulnerable, or are you just is, yeah. in Dead Space? Is it just well? That's like... well, that's it. Because I mean, it's well, it's a third person game. So oh right, right, right. Okay. So you can still like kind of move the camera and see behind you. Well, um, yeah, yeah. From what I've seen, and um, in this one, I guess I guess you're vulnerable because you can't move at all or anything. But right, because you're digging through your backpack. Yeah, and so far, every the touchscreen has been responsible enough that I haven't died because like I'm trying to get it to do something, and then like a zombie comes up from behind me, but. Usually I'm overly cautious when I go into my backpack, mm-hmm. so I won't use it until like there's like no red so, lips on them. Because you have a radar yeah. that when you oh, tap, okay. it tells you if there's anything that's living around you. 
Right, right. Which could go for zombies or crows or rats. So That's I thought, tricky, so I thought actually. there was like a zombie like right around the corner, and, and I didn't want to go down there, so I went around the long way, and then it was <laughs> gone, and I'm like, where to go? And eventually... so is it is it open world, or are you kind of on a linear path? I mean, I, I know like next I, to nothing. I, I, I played multiplayer it, at Comic Con. It's um, it. it's open world in the sense that you could kind of pretty much go wherever you want as long as you have access to those areas. But right. I mean, so it's not like it's not like on rails almost like college. But but you, but yeah, you, you are can, told where to go. Like okay. you have like an objective marker on your map telling you, to, okay, you have to go to the nursery. You have to go right. to the supermarket. So it's like Call of Duty, but you're not in narrow corridors all the co- in, all the time. You get to actually like roam. Yeah, but the, but usually the narrow corridors are the best where the game kind of shines the most. Mm-hmm. Just because most intense. Yeah, you never feel powerful like in the game. You even even when I had like, oh man, I have thirty six bullets. Even though I felt like a lot. Even yeah. But um, even then, I like, guess one zombie like since it takes a long time to kill each one, mm-hmm. like you never. It just that's I guess that's what I like a lot about it. It's not like um, Left for Dead, where it's essentially the same thing, where you're just going from point A to in that game you're going from point A to point B trying to survive hordes of zombies. But those zombies are like really disposable. Like one whack from anything will pretty right. much kill them. Right. Because they come at you like in the hundreds, but this one like one zombie will. Down on you just sometimes you don't even want to fight them. Yeah. And two zombies is like you're. Kind of dead. So it really does a good job being a survival horror game in that regard, because I mean, yeah. and if which, it's about survival, which you don't is, necessarily want confront. Which is why I understand why a lot of people would either really like it or don't, because right. I mean, a lot of people might be expecting what I don't know, like a, the zombie mode from Call of Duty, yeah, where that is all you're just running and gunning, yeah. Which and I think is how why it got some bad reviews. Yeah, this like, one is GameSpot more. gave it a four point five, basically saying it wasn't. Yeah, this like one. That. I mean, this one you're it's more of a stealth game if anything. You're just going by really slowly, trying not to encounter as many zombies, as least amount of zombies as possible. So yeah, uh, but I really like those kind of games, even though like the slow. It, it does like. It does get me with a lot of jump scares sometimes. Like, yeah, I was about to say, is it actually scary? Because that's, it's hook. Well, I mean, I, I get startled easily, so like, <laughs> maybe, so maybe not to, like, the average person, but, like, there was um a time where I just opened the door and there was a zombie literally right in front of the door and, and it made you me jump. Have you done the zombify your face thing? Yeah, it's entertaining. <laughs> so, so, it's entertaining. That's about it. You know, I don't know if you noticed, but if you have friends on your Wii U that have the game, your zombified face will show up on their zombies in single player. What? Yep. I think you have to enable the feature, but it does. Not only that, but um, messages you might write on the wall. Apparently, you can write messages on the wall, right? They're not so much. More like little icons. You could just put, oh, you well, could spray paint random icons on Well, them. your chain of icons or whatever can go to other Oh, yeah. I, I was noticing that. I was thinking, like, why, there's like a row of happy faces. Like, that kind of yeah. been, like part of it. Which is kind of neat. It makes it feel like a living, breathing world. It's almost like Miiverse without Miiverse. Cause yeah, they and and you can encounter the dead zombies of other people. Yeah. 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 And the multiplayer is really cool too. That's more. Yeah, I was about to ask about multiplayer. The multiplayer is more along the lines of what I would assume people were expecting from a run and gun zombie game. Mm-hmm. Like one person is, it's way faster paced than you. There's a there's guns scattered everywhere that respawn. So as far as ammo goes, you don't really have to worry right. about them. But um, one person on the gamepad like spawns zombies this is wherever the they want. Zombie master mode, right? Yeah, they're both yeah. played pretty much the same except one you have an objective to capture a flag on the other one is just just see survive. how long you, see how many you could kill before you die. Right. And you spawn zombies wherever you want, and every time you spawn a zombie, you get a point, and it, and you can only have up to eight zombies out of And you spawn at a time. zombies, if I remember correctly from when I played it, just by tapping the touch screen. You yeah. Have different zombies. It sounds like Plants vs. Zombies, where you have like all these different zombies, or plant, in that well, case, yeah, plant yeah, types. Yeah, you start with two types, types, like the ones that just stand there until the person walks by them, yeah. or the ones that actually seek out the person. Right. And, and then there's runners and, and other stuff, and they right? have And they each have different value, and you have like, I guess like 20 points to spend and if, when you run out of points so literally it's plants versus zombies yeah it's, it's, yeah. yeah it's plants versus zombies so then when you get enough points you could buy a different type of zombie you could buy the ones that spit the ones that have armor the ones that right like run like crazy man yeah yeah but um I don't know it's really fun it's definitely not fun. gonna have to try it 
Um, they're actually, I think I sent this earlier in the podcast, but you know, it's a long episode. Um, <laughs> if, if for anyone that's curious about Zombie Uba on the fence, like me, demo's coming out by the end of the year for sure. Yeah, so. I mean, I would recommend it, but it's definitely not a game for everybody. Yeah, not which I think is probably why reviews were so mixed. Yeah, because I feel like nowadays most people, when they see a first-person shooter game, they don't really want it to be slow. Yeah. But, but, but if you like fear, you how, like how about, this, gra- how about like graphics and stuff? Because I mean, the reason it we use you know new system HD graphics, obviously for the most part the graphics aren't eclipsing what we're seeing on like PS3. See, yet, but the but... thing is, though, like I haven't played too many games on my PS3 with HD graphics that like I guess are in HD, wow. right? So like for the most part, like I think they look really great. Like I, I know I, the zombies are super anim- I, well I animated. Like I mean, as far as like I've heard complaints about like oh textures aren't as crisp, blah blah mm-hmm. blah, all this other technical stuff that i don't yeah. really care about yeah i mean the games is really dark and it sets a really nice atmosphere in the graphics they definitely right. do the job and I've the never... zombies look good what i've seen in the trailers like yeah, and they're they really... have a lot of unique faces and stuff yeah and it gets really detailed like when you hit them once with the cricket bat like part of the skull cracks and you can see their brain and yeah pretty pretty interesting stuff. oh yeah uh that, remi- that i don't know why that reminded me but um going back to the messages thing for a sec uh-huh. Uh, have you noticed any taunting in the messages? Apparently, I saw on, I think it was Go Nintendo, that the developers are taunting players by posting messages that appear on the wall saying stuff like, only 15 have survived. Who are you, a wuss? Or things like that. And then uh, signed off as the dev team. Have you seen any of that yet? No, I It's supposedly just downloaded. I did notice game. that they tweeted, or I forgot where they posted, but that um, a certain amount of people have already beaten the campaign, but no one has beaten the survival, the survival mode yeah. like at all. Well, it's supposedly know. a hard game. Well, yeah, I mean... You only get one life. Yeah. Yeah, but so so you'd say it's good if you get, it's good, but it's like try before you buy sort of situation. Yeah, I mean it, like it. it'd be like me trying to recommend Rhythm Heaven. Like I love Rhythm Heaven to death, but but, you have but not everyone loves yeah. Rhythm games. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, Rhythm games. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's exactly that. Right. It, it's a niche game that's being reviewed. Like it's a game that everyone that's well, a, a launch, mass appeal it's game. It's one of the biggest launch titles. Yeah, which is really cool. Like that we're actually getting a game like that. Yeah. Online. Would Would you say? I mean, I, not to bombard your questions like I've been doing, but would you say that it? Between that and Nintendo Land, which one uses the gamepad better? I know they're very different. I know they're very different, but everyone's always like, oh, if you want the best, like, here's the best example of gamepad, Nintendo well, Land Zombie. Like, which one felt more natural for, like, dated... I guess, for day-to-day gaming, does it make more sense in your mind? I know this is a really, like, I, I, abstract I guess, question. I guess Zombie, just because, like, this is, like, an actual full-fledged game where it's like, oh, I wonder how a first-person shooter game would work, right. what would benefit from the gamepad, right. and it actually does... Actually, it's benefited more than it's hindered. Right, okay. And, and since Nintendo Land is basically just a showcase of the gamepad thing, it's just showing the potential, and this actually does show one of the potentials sem- like, realized. Maybe not to its fullest, because, I mean, it's the first, the second, one of two first-person shooter games on the Wii U, but yeah, it is a really good indication of things to come. And if they do a sequel, which um, Ubisoft has said, if it does well. I lo- By the way, I love that quote. They're like, well, if it sells, we'll do a sequel. Well, yes, that's how sequels work. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if <laughs> we get a sequel, I can only imagine it. Yeah, and I'm sure it's going to do I mean, even Red Steel sold sold over a million at, yeah. due, due to it being a launch title. Some so. people thought it was going like, to be like Red Steel. Or... Yeah, well, that's the stupid thing is Ubisoft has multiple development teams, so it's kind of dumb to assume just because Red Steel didn't do, one, do well as a game, like physically, it's, it's not a good game, Yeah. that... Uh, a different game from a different team with under under the same publisher would fare just as poorly. Yeah. But one thing, last thing I want to yeah, say, I did notice a spray paint attack. Yeah. Yeah, one of the little messages. Well, it wasn't a message. It was just a spray, like a stencil of um. It looked like a rabbit with short teeth, which I guess is like rabbit. a nod to when this game was Kill- still killer freaks from, from outer space. Yeah. yeah there's probably a lot of Easter eggs within it. Yeah. So I thought that was. But, and that's about it. Yeah. I would recommend it if you're into that genre. But yeah. right, right. 
while switching from uh, a kind of niche title to one that it has very mass appeal. The game, the the last game I picked up on my on my launch day was uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Two. It's actually the first Call of Duty I've owned. I play multiplayer all the time, but I've never done single player. So, um, I mean, I guess I'll primarily share what I think about the, you know, differences or how it holds up on the Wii U, since obviously, um, mm-hmm, that's like the since all, yeah, since all, everyone knows that's good. Like that's it got good reviews. It's been out for a couple weeks on the other systems, but you know, Black Ops Two to me, the Wii version is a really solid port. It, the graphics are pretty much the same as the 360 version. I've watched some side by side videos, and you know, obviously playing it myself, it looks really good. Um, there is some slowdown here and there in uh, single player, particularly in big intense battle scenes. There's a lot of enemies on the screen. There's noticeable frame rate drops, but that's actually seems to be the case for a lot of third party Wii games from what I've been reading. So I'm chalking that up to launch issues the same way 360 and PS3 had frame rate issues in their early games. You know, new hardware people companies have to adapt and figure out how best to use the chipset. So, but overall, and it's really good. And those frame rate issues aren't on, aren't in multiplayer at all. It's only single player, which is nice. But um. You know, it's. I said this kind of at the very beginning when we talked about the gamepad, but it does even though the gamepad is like huge, ten-inch wide device, it does feel very natural to play the game. Like it doesn't feel like my arms are too far apart, even though I'm used to playing it on a normal controller. It, uh, yeah, it just feels like good to play. And the second screen is actually kind of used in clever ways in that uh, it's not, you know, it's not like zombie where it actually makes sense. Like it's a key part that makes sense in this necessity, but with um. Well, it would really slow down the gameplay, and Call of Duty's always been like the, exactly. the Twitch gameplay. Like, yeah, it's it's very Twitch, and so to it's very Twitch. So to uh, I don't know why I said that twice, but to, to counteract uh, to counteract um, or to prevent it from not being Twitch, basically the second screen is only used for objective listings in single player, uh, control adjustments you can do on the fly for like aiming, lock in, aim inversion, that sort of thing, and um, Similarly, in multiplayer, it acts as a map. It shows you which players are online, that are on your friends list, shows you who your clan are, you know, that sort of thing. So it's all supplementary information you don't need. And the reason I think that's supplementary is because the gamepad second screen can also be used as its... I mean, the gamepad screen, your second screen, can also be used as a primary screen. Like I was saying, you could do it with uh, the Wii mode and Nunchuck, which is kind of neat. Yeah. Or you could just play it, you know, with the buttons on the controller. Can you use a pro controller? It supports pro controller. No, I've... but I mean, like, can you use, like, the gamepad as a screen and just play with the oh, pro controller? Oh, I don't know about that. I... Let me borrow your pro controller and I'll try it. I have no idea. Um, that's a good question. But it does do Wiimote Nunchuck, um, for sure. Uh... Or what about just using the gamepad screen and the yeah, controls if on you do, the gamepad yeah, screen? Yeah, that's what I just when I said that. Maybe I didn't. But yeah, no, you, you can... said Wiimote. But... Oh, yeah, you can definitely do it with just the gamepad and play it like it's, like, a Vita or... PSP or something in terms oh. of how, you know, layout. But, um, yeah, and, and one cool thing is if you do two-player, there's no need for split-screen. One person can be on the TV and one person can be on the gamepad. And you can even take those two people, like you and your friend, on your separate devices and play online on the same team. Kind of like how Mario Kart Wii, you could, like, race. If you do, like, a team thing. Yeah, just split-screen. You could race. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's split-screen, but it's also online. Same thing, but you don't even have the split-screen. You have separate screens. So no more screen peek. Well, for the person on the TV. Yeah, no more screen peeking. The person peek. on the gamepad can still screen peek no pretty easily. No more screen peeking for half the players. <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's really cool. And um, yeah, and the other thing, I guess, is um, just really quick, really quick impressions on single player. And then I'll talk about online a bit. And then I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm trying to like think of things yeah. like on the fly here that... You I'm not thinking of anything that I want to know because... I mean, yeah, I'm just, exactly. Right. I'm just I'm trying to think so of things that like, are unique-ish since... 
obviously it's been on other systems for a couple of weeks and it's such a mainstream game that everyone knows it to some level but um i guess unique I mean, things one thing well, that sing- I- real quick and oh. then feel free uh single player that i mean i've never played single player so i really like how much variety there is you're not just shooting there's a sequence where you have like one of those squirrel suits mario time and um you know the wing suits that used to like paraglide. <laughs> mario time <laughs> yeah, yeah no, but, um, and using paraglides it's a really fun sequence it's only like i don't know 20 seconds at most but it's fun it mixes it up a little there's other stuff where you're doing airstrikes and it's a nice variety but uh, what were you gonna ask oh no i mean like just the fact that like we're trying to like a lot of people have, like can't even find that many differences because it's pretty much the same game like, yeah like just the fact that it is that and it offers all these like different gamepad usage like pretty much makes it the definitive version. I would say so. Unfortunately, because it's like it just came out and all these things that like, we only have like less than a thousand people online. That, that was versus, my point. Uh, yep. Like, yeah, I was about 000. jump to online from it. I was, I was gonna say the online is fully featured, except uh, I take that back. It's missing Call of Duty Elite, but the core functionality. But that's is not there. like I a necessary that's component. That, so. That's that. Yeah. Tracking so and clan tracking. It's yeah. fully featured in every other regard. Voice chat works. Contrary to what we said a few episodes ago, I think episode twenty-eight is when we said it um there is no need for proprietary headphones you could plug in any old headphones and it seems to pick it up pick them up i tried with my iphone no headphones headphones required you do need headphones i mean you can use any headphones no yeah but i mean no proprietary no proprietary no third period no proprietary so that's really nice although i didn't have voice chat on for much of it because i don't know i like not having people yelling back and forth (laughs) but um and so that's really fun and like i said there's no lag in online whatsoever i was playing um actually on thanksgiving how weird uh blowing people's heads off on thanksgiving and sucking at it but um oh it's not like sucking at them but you know i was sucking at the yeah yeah but it was it was it's really fun and it's really quick to find matches there are only there are 500 some odd yeah like 530 540 people on 540 yeah. on when i was playing like thanksgiving evening so that's not too surprising but yeah there's Kotaku, I think, ran a report where they found there were 680 on the Wii U day one or two of the system's release and 600,000 on Xbox, which makes sense because obviously That's there's going to be more. Established, I yeah, mean. it's going to take some time for the community to build up, but it's definitely still fun. I'm very happy with the purchase. Um, the one thing I'm hoping for, though, is that they fix a small little bug where you can't hit the home, you can't open the home menu of the Wii U if you're in the menus of the game. They're already releasing. They already announced plans to release a patch to enable um, the ability to tweak the Wii remote cursor accuracy so it matches um how it is on the wii games like uh, black ops 1 and modern warfare 3 but it'd be nice if they also fix the, the home menu bug overall though it's i'm very very happy with the purchase partly because i have no call of duty fatigue yet so that might be a big part of it but um yeah it's a you know it's a solid port treyarch always does a good job with nintendo hardware so it yeah it's, it's pretty much everything i was looking for um i don't know is there anything i'm leaving out mm, well, i could think of Cool. Yeah, it's a lot easier to talk about than Zombie U, where it's like all these crazy new elements and stuff. This one's just Call of Duty on the Wii U. Well, controversy. Yeah, controversy, just, I'd say. Yeah. But yeah, no, overall, it's a really cool game. Um, of course, it's just the start with the Wii U, though. I mean, there's still download games you have to check out on the eShop, and there's the launch window from now till March. Yeah. And naturally, we're going to be covering all of that going forward with our future episodes. Um, speaking of which... Our next episode's only one week away because this is a special one. We don't usually have one in this middle week here. Our next episode will be on December 2nd, which is next Sunday. So uh, everyone out there, come back in a week for all new stuff. We're going to be taking a look at Crash Mo, which hit the 3DS very recently, and giving full impressions of that. We're going to have more Wii U impressions, I'm sure. And uh, we're also going to be 
talking about all the latest news. There's been news, even though it's been Thanksgiving week, there's actually news this week that's not Wii U related. So we're going to go back to our usual routine of talking all Nintendo stuff, breaking up the news and the impressions and whatnot. So it'll be a standard episode next week. Um, until then, we encourage you, as always, to follow us on Twitter at Random Nintendo or to uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. And now we can plug another thing. Uh, now that, that Miiverse is out there, feel free to friend or follow either of us. Like I said earlier in the episode, I'm uh, Jason R. He, Jose is Wero, W-E-I-R-O underscore O. So do that, and we'd love to play some online matches with you guys, the listeners. And lastly, uh, there's a lot of plugging as there is at the end of every episode. Lastly, uh, if you haven't been to the site in the last few days, as promised last episode, we have posted an article all about Nintendo's model tour with photos of their setup and info on what you can do if you decide to go or if you're lucky enough to have a mall near you that has it so you can try out the Wii U if you haven't already or play the latest 3DS games or whatever. So um, head to RamTown.com, click on Nintendo Goes to the Mall. That is the article with photos. And also while you're there, be sure to click on this episode if you're not already on the site listening to it now. Episode 30, Wii U Launch Special. Let us know what you think of the Wii U, uh, what you'd like us, us to cover going forward if there's any specific aspect of it. And while you're there, feel free to also give us your Nintendo Network ID so you can get a little around Nintendo community going. So I think that pretty much wraps it up for this week. It was a pretty big episode, but then again, it was a pretty big console launch. So it makes sense. Um, you got anything? No, I just kind of where we come to another console launch. I, mean. I know. We're in the eighth generation of Nintendo now. Yeah. And it's just getting started, and there'd be so much more to cover. So definitely <laughs> stick with around Nintendo for all that. And I think that's that. So to those of you who have a Wii U, enjoy it. To those of you who don't, go find a demo. It's worth at least checking out. Mm. And we will see you next Sunday on December 2nd for the next episode. Mm-hmm.